Who's at my door? I don't want to let the fiend in a mask on his face and I'm starting to see red. Who's at my door? I don't want to let the fiend in or see the stains on the floor and know that she was dead. Who's at my door? I don't want to let the fiend in a mask on his face and I'm starting to see red. Who's at my door? I don't want to let the Gino, how can you even hold that title tonight? How can you commemorate the Impact Era with the X Division title when Scott DeMore has been exposed as a pedophile or a rapist or a murderer or something worse? He's obviously pure evil, this fat fuck. And Anthem wants nothing to do with him. Scott Demore is removed as president of DNA Wrestling, Gino. The wrestling boom is over. Jordan Grace is done. They've all gone the way of Deanna Perrazzo now. See what this president Anthem is going to do. I'm excited for this potential, but it is very sad that Scott Demore ended up being found out that he was another one of the executives back in 2019 that we thought, oh, it's just Don Cows. We get rid of him and his scarlet fever. That's fine. The evil is gone. But it ended up being both of the people we ended up making as vice presidents became problematic people. But now they're both gone. Now hopefully Anthem knows to make impact and TNA great again. Oh, Don, that Don guy is still working. He has a theme song. He manages a champion, Gino. He's all over the world, work in Japan, work in America. Your boy, Scott Demore, is fired, right? The guy that made Impact relevant again. The guy that was the reason anyone gave a fuck and is the reason it's more than just a video library. It should be dead now, and now it will die. So you're over there. You're a big mark with that belt. You're going to be a mockery now. It's TNA LOL again. Who, no matter who takes over, Anthony Cicero, whatever his name is, that's just Dixie Carter to me. That's just Jeff Jarrett to me. Even Jeff Jarrett made a TNA LOL. Scott Demore was the only guy who could make this place cool, and he's gone. It is sad that he's gone, but I do have faith. I have hope in TNA in the future with Anthem's president being in charge of this company. We have to see where this goes. We have no idea what his position is, but maybe he might realize, you know what, Hunter, Delirious, you deserve a higher position. You get to be in charge of the entire company alongside me, and then we you have a better TNA happen? with Delirious. Yeah, Delirious, you think that would be better? You think you want that bald moron running out there in bare feet yelling that he's a TNA kid? You think that's, that's TNA LOL? Everyone else, especially the wrestling people, are TNA LOL. And as far as some anthem president, what are you talking about? Why do you like him so much? What has he done that's so good? We don't know. That's something exactly. someone completely new, someone who's new to the business who maybe realized that he needs people that know the business more than him to be alongside him so he can put himself alongside What is this Hunter spin, Beaver. you think? So this new guy that Anthem appointed, you know nothing about him. He knows nothing about wrestling. And you think it's going to be great. For what? For what reason? I just hope that with this and with Anthem having more control, this might end up doing as they said in that little presser, that it's going to help with the production, help no. with more notice, well, help with the market, help them actually grow and become a better company, right. be truly number two. You only want Anthem there to give money and shut the fuck up and stay out of the way. This is not staying out of the way. We got top stars tweeting pissed off shit. This isn't, look at this. So Scott was with the company for several years. And, and we always talk about Impact's not that Nashville garbage anymore. It's not that Panda Energy shit. It's Canada wrestling now. They signed Jody Threat, Josh Alexander. And it was. They just got every Canadian bum, like PCL. I bet Moose is half Canadian. So they got all these Canadian losers and made the 
most relevant locker room of now. Taking over the Royal Rumble. Bring in the wrestling boom. And now look what happened. Scott Demore's out. So look, in his statement, this guy's name is Anthony Sissioni. Sounds Italian to you know there's potential. So he's the new TNA president. And we better not see this guy's face once. The fuck is he going to say to us? So now we know there's more to it than this. This is what they're letting us know so far, Gino. And I'm glad you're looking for a positive spin. We have some bullshit Jericho story go out. You're ready to call him a rapist and put him in jail and cancel him. But you don't think there's anything shady going on here. It's all just the positive spin they want you to believe. Uh, he stepped down. No, he didn't. We don't want his image to be associated with us, but in a good way. Right, let's get through it all, Gino. So here's the quote from Anthony Sissioni. The move is intended to further integrate TNA wrestling. This is what Gino's trying to say to us, basically. He read this earlier. He's keeping a smile over this quote from the new president, and he's trying to feed it back to us in his own words. Look, the move is intended to further integrate TNA wrestling into the entertainment group of Anthem Sports and Entertainment. What is that? Why would we want more of whatever that is? What, do they have rollerball? No, we're here for TNA. And Scott Demore is the reason it was watchable. He even worked with that country artist or hockey player, and it was great. He even had a shitty fucking busted open radio podcast segment, and I was there live loving it. Everything Scott Demore touched turned to gold. So look at this. Uh, he, we want to integrate TNA wrestling into Anthem. As we work to leverage, the, they think they're Endeavor. So Endeavor takes over WWE, they can clean house, they can merge. They already run another WWE called the UFC, another fake fighting league. And they already have people that make promos and promo packages and all the, everything you need to have a WWE, they already had it, Endeavor. So they had to fire a lot of people, clean house. Gino, you think Anthem is like Endeavor? Think Tom Brady owns any Anthem? Look, so what they're going to do. Production, distribution, marketing, viewership. Cause how many years has Anthem ran this fucking place, Gino? Yeah, they just decided years in to start fucking everything up. They decide years in realizing how great Invicta has been doing recently. This is their chance to integrate Invicta no. into Impact Wrestling and make this an even bigger company and have more viewership on there thanks to their connection with Invicta. I love Invicta, Gino. I have before you even knew what it was. and it's But it's not well produced, and we don't want it to look like that. That's like NJPW webcam wrestling shit. That's what Invicta Victor looks like. TNA was beautiful, sparkling 4K. Is my the son production a was perfect. Like, is he glamming me? They had the best president. They're, Scott DeBoer is everything Triple H wants to be when he's at these scrums. Scott DeBoer truly was the Dana White of the, his company, but was still himself. We didn't criticize him for it. Triple H wants to be the Scott DeBoer. Wants he to be the Dana White. and says, I'm going to integrate all over Gino's this mom's face. Fucking sickening what's going on here. And Gino's acting like it's good news. Your little TNA dream's fucking over. It's done. Everything that was good about them is now cut out. Gino, you don't understand how rare it is to have a guy in that position that that's good. That is that good at it. And you're like, nope, I lost everything good about my favorite wrestling company. And it's okay. Because Endeavor is going to integrate with production and distribution and look marketing and viewer viewership they're just saying words now none of this even makes sense they're gonna hurt us around however they want customer acquisition digital revenue basically scott demore is a fucking pedophile or something gino he was too good at his job for this to happen 
They're being too respectful, keeping it a cover-up. They're feeding different stories to talent than to the public, though. We're already finding chinks in their armor. They said he stepped down to the locker room, told the public they're releasing him. So but what we know, Gino, is Scott Demore fucks a fake pussy, kisses a guy that pretends to be a girl, fucks people on the roster, uses his power. Gino, like you didn't like Jericho for supposedly doing you know, the boss shouldn't be fucking people on the roster. This guy was. And on top of it, he was using his power to fuck another guy. So this wasn't some normal relationship. This was two faggots. And it, one who thinks that they're a girl, a tranny. So you know they're trying to spread, Gino. And the, if Soraya and Brad Maddox, two perfectly normal white people, are having menage a trois, Gino, throughout the locker room, imagine what this tranny and fat fag were doing. They're over here harassing people. They're, they had tour of the camp set up. Something was going on with Scott Demore that was so bad that it overshadowed how great it was, he was at his job. And that's what we do need to find out is who would really know. And Giselle is never going to say anything because Giselle had this big push. Now she is an eventual number one contender since she won that Ultimate X match. And hopefully she does get this big moment. But at the same time, we don't know how Anthem's president sees this thing. Maybe they might just decide, let's just scrap this entire thing that happened. Hard to kill didn't happen. The whole new slate where we don't have Giselle Shaw getting a title opportunity. Gil Kim knows what happened. Gil Kim's going to speak up and Giselle's gone. Whatever Scott Demore's gone for, Giselle will be gone for as well. But they're doing too right by these molesters, these rapists, these predators. They're doing too right by them. Letting them have a staggered exit so it's not linked. Letting them go out with dignity. Shame this fat fuck Scott Demore. Whatever he did, tell us. It must have been bad if they're putting out a statement like this. Look, and then this new guy thanks Scott Demore for his years. Look, everyone at Anthem... Sports and entertainment. What is that? Anthem. What the fuck do they have? Look, is appreciative of well, like can, can arena football? Like no one cares what's going on with Anthem. We just like TNA, and thankful for the years of dedication of Scott Demore. Oh, this is fucked up. He hasn't even updated his Twitter yet. He can't accept reality. Scott has been a part of TNA since 2003. Oh my God, holding many key roles. He played a vital role in the growth of the company. And the evolution to its strong industry reputation today. Including the 2024 everything. Moose being champion. Jordan Grace existing. Anything good about it. Josh Alexander. It was all because of Scott. Look, Bully Ray still being there. Look, I personally want to thank Scott, says the guy who replaced him. For the passion he brought to... Gino, it's over. Wrestling sucks. Cody Rhodes isn't finishing the story. The Rock is. So WWE sucks. Scott Demore is fucked over, so so are we. TNA sucks. AEW made Deanna Perrazzo disappear. The fattest woman in wrestling. What a magic trick. They suck. Everyone sucks. Wrestling's over. Listen, I feel that TNA, we need to see where this is going. We might feel like this guy is just Nick Cobb, but maybe he ends up being the better Nick Cobb, this new president in charge. He's going to fix everything and make impact better, especially because of Anthem Sports Entertainment. The only connection that I know is Invicta. That's the one thing that I feel they could integrate no. and make this better is with their one Invicta only sucks too. Invicta was good like 10 years ago. What year is it? 2020. Invicta was good, yeah, nine years ago. That's it. They had one great year. And ever since, it's been shit. Gino, you don't understand how rare it is to have anyone good in wrestling at anything. You're not going to get another good guy in Scott DeMore's position ever again. The company's dead. This is it. 
There's no coming back from this. There's no banding together. This locker room is shit without Scott Demore. And I'm just trying to stay positive. Try not to feel as bad as I felt earlier when I first read this news. I was like, maybe things will be better. I'm just trying to grieve and accept that possibly something good could still come from this change. Look, Gino, here it is. A number of talents on the call. PW Insider had like a group call with the locker room, and you think there's no leaks in there? Oh, there's leaks. Look. A number of talents on the call related, relayed to PW Insider that during the meeting it was stating that DeMar had stepped down. They're lying already, look. Which was not the case and not what was stated in the company's official statement. We are told by several that this did not sit well with the talents. Look at this. One wrestler said, this wasn't the way to start off. So the president guy that we just read the statement of, he, he's the one who then tells the locker room in a private call or whatever that Scott Demore stepped down. Oh, my God. This wasn't a way for him to start off with us as one of the wrestlers. It's to start off a relationship with the locker room, especially since so many talents had a connection with Demore. And look, you know, these talents aren't scared to speak up. David Penzer, well, he doesn't work there anymore. And he wasn't a talent. He was just some shitty WCW co- uh, announcer. He stayed being that. But look, he tweeted out, I'm just going to say it. Without Scott Demore, Impact slash TNA would be a video library, probably owned by WWE. I saw him strip TNA down to the studs and rebuild it on a less than skeleton budget to where it stands today. It's the greatest miracle in wrestling. Because people already say how amazing it is that TNA even exists. But it did more than just exist under Scott Demore. It was our favorite wrestling show somehow. We loved it. It ain't going to happen anymore. And unless they get rid of that shitty, who's the zombie guy, the blind guy? Get rid of the blind guy, Gino. Maybe this new management will fix it up. So, look, he stripped it down and built it on a skeleton budget to where it stands. Hope it survives, says Penzer. Massive loss. And then the fat jokes write themselves. Gino, look at this tweet. Trinity, she just got out. She can speak. So she was just the women's champion a week ago. She just went back to WWE. Whatever she's feeling, you know the rest of that locker room feels the same way. But they can't say it. They're, they got their bosses in charge. Trinity says, we don't play about Scott Demore. And then this is the important part. Look. Okay, bye. Gino, what is that part? The okay, bye. I, and I think that's just going back to her favorite person, back to her Funk Doctor roots with Cameron because she had that girl by. So it's referencing back. We're going to have the fucking Funk back together one more time. Thanks to her being free. No, Gino, they were going to. And now Scott Demore's gone, so they can't. We don't play about Scott Demore. Okay, bye. That means go fuck yourself, you fat fuck. She's talking to you. You're over here making jokes as TNA shit now. And a lot of people already thought it was. Now it is. Now watch Billy Corgan surpass it. Not because Billy Corgan got better or NWA got better, but because TNA is LOL again. It's a big fucking joke, and it's going to be shit from now on. Because Delirious sucks, Gino. That's why. Look at these replies. Girl, what does this mean? Look, this this girl doesn't even know. She's like, what do you, who are you? Who, Trinity what? What is this? Scott Damore? So, you know, Trinity is international, Gino. Scott Damore some fat fuck from Canada. I guess he's kind of international being from up there. So n- half the people that she's tweeting to don't even know who the fuck she's talking about. And what's Jordan Grace saying? 
That's what we need to see is if she posted on Twitter. Maybe she nope. did say something nice about nope. how sad it is that Scott DeMore is gone. Didn't say shit. You won't say anything nice. Only Moose will. You won't say anything nice. Jordan Grace won't say anything nice. You're over here in your little bubble. It's fucking over for you. And all the companies are shit at once. CM Punk's injured. Wrestling's over. Scott DeMore's gone. So this is what he looks like. He looks like an even gayer Gino. A Gino that uses his gym membership for two days a week. And here's Moose right here. Just made champion. At least Scott Demore got to do this on the way out. Give us a Moose title reign. And what timing by Wrestling News Co. to talk to Moose. I think this was today. I think this is after the news breaks. Let's see what Moose said. Um, have a great relationship. I mean, Scott is the one who trained me to be a pro wrestler. Uh Maybe this is before he was released, but they released it just in time. Let's see. Um, so obviously without his guidance and his, um, without him, I wouldn't be in the position I am now. And a lot of people ask me, oh, why did you turn down um, going to WWE and going to AEW to stay in TNA? And Scott DeMore is a big reason for that. I don't, it's one of those things if Scott DeMore isn't here, then Moose isn't here. So uh, that answers that question. Powerful statement, Gino. And this just happened. He just resigned. He just got the title. Scott DeMore just tricked him into signing probably a long deal. He's the champ for now. Now, who knows how long? And Scott DeMore ain't there. So Moose isn't happy about it. Why are you so happy about it? I'm just trying to stay positive because I was crying most of today, feeling sad, feeling like weaker that we're not having Scott DeMore. But I feel that the system, we need to trust the system. We need to know the system will rise and be right and realize that this is the group that this Anthem company will build TNA around. We have the system. Your favorite, Eddie Edwards. My favorite, Brian Myers. And our favorite, Moose, together. You're going to build over these 38-year-old like fat people? These are not names to build around anymore. It's over. Scott DeMore is who you build around. That guy as the on-screen and off-screen leader. So, Gino, you had tears on your face today. You look so jolly. You cried today over this? It was sad for a moment, but then I realized, you know what, maybe this person, maybe Anthem knows best. Maybe they somehow run no, Invicta better than any other promotion. I trust no, they don't. That. Invicta hasn't. No one even knows that still exists. They're a feeder organization for UFC that is a blind spot for every MMA fan. No one even has Fight Pass anymore. We don't know what that is. So, no, and no company is good at anything. So, no, Anthem doesn't know what they're doing. And, look, they're all laughing at your dumb fuck ass for being sad. Look, sad-ass Gino, this fat fuck, was crying from B2, laughing gifts. We love it, Gino. We love that you were crying. It was a sad moment knowing that TNA was gone, but at least that's why I'm trying to stay positive now. Optimistic with TNA will become even better now, thanks to Anthem's presence. Well, you've said nothing to convince me of that being possible. So, um, yeah, me and You just keep saying Anthem, and it's like they don't do anything good. And then Moose isn't here, so... Name two fighters in Invicta. You couldn't. You don't even know what you're talking about. You're a fucking asshole. Fuck you. I don't... It's one of those things, if Scott DeMore isn't here, then Moose isn't here. So that answers shit. that question. Fuck you. So, um, yeah, me and Scott are always talking. Um, he's he's a huge mentor to me. There's uh, a demon in this fucking closet. I want to know what it is. Oh, um, yeah. Don't just release this guy for nothing. And then the story that, they're being, that was being fed out there was like, yeah, Anthem wants the image of TNA to be less associated with Scott and more with them. It's like, no shit. Why even put those words in that order? It doesn't tell us anything new. So they don't want to be associated with them is what that means. 
Why? What did he do? What is coming out? What did this creep, faggot, fat fox? Is my son a vampire? Like, tranny is he glamming do? me? We want to know. We don't acknowledge $1 donations, and that's been two of them. Ban those two people. $1. You understand? Some of that gets taken out. You, you send in quarters to me? Go fuck yourself. And Scott DeMore is a big reason fuck. for Take that. Take your dollar and shove it up your ass, you piece of shit. W to stay in TNA. And Scott DeMore is a big reason for that. I don't. It's one of those things if Scott DeMore isn't here, then Moose isn't here. So that He's answers throwing, that question. Throwing pennies at me thinking I'm going to be reading some shit. We shouldn't hear that. We should be able to turn those ones off. Scott DeMore is a big reason for that. I don't. It's one of those things if Scott DeMore isn't here, then Moose isn't here. So. And that's the attitude. He won't do anything about it. Moose won't do shit. He won't stand up against his contract, against the company for his friend, like Brock will for Vince. Brock ain't coming back. There's no loyalty, loyalty in Moose. Just like there was no loyalty in Top Dollar. Wait till you hear what Swerve says about them, about that piece of shit hit row group when they lost their leader and did nothing. It's one of those things if Scott DeMore isn't here, then Moose isn't here. So that answers that question. So oh, uh, jokes on you, Moose. Um, yeah, me and Scott are always talking. Um, he's he's a huge mentor to me. Um, obviously, um, we, we have multiple relationships. We have the mentor um student relationship oh, yeah? we have the oh, boss yeah? uh the boss shits on miss grant relationship um the brock vince relationship um employee relationship oh. then we have the friend relationship and then we have the big brother little brother relationship oh so, what is that one like uh we that's what titus thought he had with vince and he grabbed his arm that time yeah you got in trouble we both there's so many different relationships. Be, be, Do you know what I have the gimp in a toy box in owner relationship? Between myself and Scott. So um, we're always talking. Um, he's always guiding me on Damn, things. Damn, I'm I, getting sad now. He's still going. This guy asks like a small little Scott Demore question. Moose won't shut the fuck up. He loves Scott Demore. It's going on for five minutes. Need to do to get better and that's our champion. I need to try things that I can maybe stop doing. And, Thank uh, God I didn't go to Hard to Kill. Maybe I should have, knowing now what an end of an era it was. It's over. But fuck this shitty Anthem company. They suck. Um, yeah. Anthem, you know, are they jealous, Gino? So when we talk about wanting to be associated with TNA more than Scott Demore is, does that mean they just want more credit for its success? Like, no, he's not the reason it still exists. We are. We pay the money. That actually could be a lot what it is. They just realized, you know, it's Scott Demore. We're trying to get all this credit to this guy, this loser from the WWF who just became leader of Team Ken, and now we're trying to give all the credit to him. No, Anthem, we are the people that are funding this shit. We should be given this credit. And having how great the production is out here, we can just increase it even better, make it seem like it's because of us and all the great stuff we as Anthem are doing. Make it TNA our flagship program. God, it makes me sick. Why can't these people, these if you're a funder of any kind, just shut the fuck up and stay out of the way. You don't matter. You're irrelevant. If The only reason you're in a business is the money part. Stay quiet. Just stay out of the way. He's talking. Um, you're the useless part. And then the money people think they're the most important part. Money's everything. No, it's really not. It's always guiding me on things I need to do to get better and things I need to try and things that I should make. distribute our content and shut the fuck up. How about that? On things I need to do to get better. Shit and fucking company ruins everything. 
Then again, I hope Giselle boycotts or something. Rick Steiner could win in the end. Oh. And if Rick Steiner wins, we all win. Um, he's always guiding me on things I need to do to get better and things I need to try and things that I can maybe stop doing. And, um, yeah. Man, no, in a different era, Moose would have been the greatest Mandingo fighter, huh? And Scott Demore is owner. Hard to kill also. Uh, Look at this homo. Uh, Nick Nemeth and then uh, Aqua Elegance. Oh, Nick uh, Nemeth, huh? Anthem loves that, Gino. They love their white boy, WWE boy. Now we're back to sucking WWE dick, huh? When Scott Demore was here, Dolph Ziggler came in to put over Moose. Now in the Anthem impact, Dolph Ziggler's winning that belt because they sucked WWE's dick again. And we're also going to see Ash by Elegance take that X Division opportunity from Giselle Shaw. Realize that Ash by Elegance is the true number one contender for Jordan Grace's TNA Knockouts Championship. Gino, drop that belt in the trash. It's time. We're getting rid of the Impact title, right? No, Impact is now it's going to be our remembrance of Scott Demore in a better time of TNA. TNA itself is that shitty fucking anthem company. Now when Impact is going to be in my heart as Scott Demore's last great. No, I think it even retroactively ruins impact. It's all sucked now. It's all Dixie Carter level. It's all a big joke. It's We want Bully Ray back or we're never watching again, right? No, I'm saying from 2020 to 2023, this is the true exhibition. This is when it was great. We had all Ace oh. Austin having the best fucking career, one of the best years, having the best match of the year, and having that best cameo that I sent to Vleeties. It just showed like back then TNA was great. It's never going to be tainted by this decision of TNA. So you love these companies just shitting on you, huh? No matter what they do, you just still keep repping the title. Look at this, Gina. How about now? Look, if TNA aims to foster connections with Paul Levesque, that's Triple H, you know, and other WWE personnel, uh, they may need to appoint someone else to continue building the rapport. Because look at this quote, you know. This is from PW Insider. They're the kings of this right now. The belief is that Scott Demore was heavily involved with... And yeah, he was building all these relationships. Didn't they have an NFL thing going on? It was like, the NFL? How did this happen? Look, the belief is that Scott Demore was heavily involved with building the potential relationship between WWE and TNA. If and how it continues to develop remains to be seen. But TNA will have to tap someone. Yeah, see, it's over. It's over. The Royal Rumble is going to suck next year now too, Gino. Scott Tabor even gave us a good rumble. Is anyone going to hire him? What's his new job going to be? What company is he going to? And I feel like if anyone does hire him, it might be WWE. Triple H might realize, you know, Scott DeMore would be perfect for him. Us, we have the connections to Impact people. They can then come right to WWE and realize that this is the potential, this is the future, instead of TNA, instead of AEW trying to hire him when we have big business coming. Uh, you see, he's not with TNA anymore, Gino, so you don't want to get closer with TNA by hiring the guy they just fired. Gino, basic business, but don't worry, you'll figure it out. So, yeah, this isn't good for TNA at all, just so you know. The belief is that Scott Demore was heavily involved with building the... Of course he was. He was TNA. Gino, let's find some good news. Look, here's some happy news. This is what you thought it was about. So, you brought this up first when uh, we first started talking about Scott Demore. This story from 2019. The end of 2019. I didn't know about this. Apparently, this was Don Callis. And now we know who it's really about. So the headline was, Impact Official Investigated Over Sexual Harassment. And we know Scott Demore is a fucking fiend. We've seen him. 
We know he's fucking a fake puss. And you know he likes the smell of it. So a member of Impact Wrestling's management was investigated over an allegation of sexual harassment. Look, and they didn't say who. So what made you think it was Don Callis, Gino? Because if I listened back, so I decided, you know what, let me go back in time to listen to that one fun clip from the Jim Cornette fucking podcast where Brian Lass and then were talking shit about Miro, Kip Saban, Penelope Ford, and Brian Lass just randomly mentioned about how Don Callis had again, alleged allegations about him having scarlet fever and that they had an investigation that was barely piss poor and no one actually really went and did any deep investigation. So this was what I found. I was like... Could it be more than just Scott Moore? Was maybe both VPs doing shit that we never really know and they have the NDAs that make it be impossible for us to find out who really did anything? You just admitted to listening to Brian Last in public. That is sad. So here's the quote from Anthem at the time. Anthem confirms that an allegation of inappropriate behavior by a member of the Impact Wrestling executive team, that ain't Don Callis, was made by a former talent, but not until many months after the talent had been released. This is it, Gino. Now, this isn't why they release him. It just shows this behavior. Goes back years. Scott Demore has been warned. He had allegations here. He ends up getting with a guy girl later, further showing what a sick mind he has. And now he's, they've gone too far together. You know those, two, those two, two types of brains work together to get more disgusting. Oh, I'm going to throw up, Gino. Gino, thank God you knew the truth, though. Thank God you let us know there was an actual incident. Let's find some positivity, Gino. We lost Scott DeMore. TNA's dead. The Rock ruined Cody finishing the story. Deanna Perrazzo doesn't exist because she went to AEW. Nothing's good. Tony Khan gave us his big announcement tonight, Gino. That's not the good news. They're just, they spoiled Mercedes Monet. Wrestling sucks, Gino. It's over. Well, again, he set up this big business in Boston, and it's going to be a big moment for them being with the boss. But we didn't. We have four weeks still that we can make even more and more announcements where Tony Khan could tell us one person who may be there. Are all these possibilities of what could happen with the boss and other potential people showing up for big business. Yeah, look, you know, Boston with two S's. Can we sue him? He's not allowed to do that, Gino. We're not allowed to yes Chan either. I don't like to seeing that happen. He said he wouldn't. So, uh, Boston, is that worth an announcement five weeks in advance? The Wembley announcement didn't count either. I don't think we've had one good announcement from this guy, and he just kept doing. He's been doing them for years. I feel those weeks of the collision announcements were his best ones. How, oh, st starting off with thanks, guys. Didn't tell you it's going to be in Chicago. It's going to be at this venue it's going to have cm punk having all those week after week after week announcements this is going to be the time where you can do it again and be on television in that important quarter that he wants to have people watch gino it's over everything we like sucks now or got injured or got fired there's nothing for us to look forward to except austin trout's title reign in bkfc what an amazing win over Palomino. But, though, Gino, this is exciting. Look, the biggest shock drop in wrestling figure history. What's a shock drop, Gino? Look, CM Punk X heels and faces. So, Gino, there's new dolls for you to buy. And one of the most interesting parts of CM Punk's WWE comeback has been him working outside of the WWE bubble, where apparently he can just work with Roots of Fight. He can work with this toy company. And he's got all these allegiances built up. 
and his own little independent contracting business. So let's see what's coming, Gino. Gino, we know you love dolls. You have a impact title on your shoulder three times a week. And you paid for a Deanna Perrazzo doll from Matt Cardona. So here's what you need to get next. Let's see it. All right. We did it. Oh, hell yeah. Zombie Sailor's Toys signed the biggest wrestling name on the oh, planet. this is fake. This is a joke. How do we capitalize? Oh. I say we give the action figure removable basketball. Is that shorts. Johnny Gargano down there? Maybe a blanket and pillow set so is he that can Sabu on the wall? go to sleep. One man gang? No. If we could somehow get his forehead to bleed. Is that yeah, a black guy? And when you squeeze his hand, his whole face bleeds. Guys, that's really gross. It's a box doll. He could wear a dog collar with spikes. Okay. Guys, I got it. Yeah. Maybe we should give him his dog. We are not making an action figure of a dog. Well, this isn't nearly as cool as I thought it would be. You know, I got to start watching this stuff before watching it with you. Who's this fucking faggot? What are we looking at here? Looking at these very B-list celebrity actors just trying to play this up. Be like, this is the real peel behind this shit, even though they're absolutely not. But it's setting up for this big moment where we will get a dog figure before we get a pharaoh figure. And you see a punk does something before Cody. Dude, this guy looks so lame. He looks like the inscription guy that's made that game. How stupid are those clips of him filming himself? I found this disc in the woods. And he's got this lame fucking haircut and he can't act and it's stupid. Look at this. So he is going to make a doll action figure, though. A dog. Look, there he is. It's Larry. It's real. It ain't a joke, huh? It's just bad humor. It's just a bad joke. It's just bad commercial. Look. CM Punk. Oh, my God. You look bigger on TV. The dog's name is Larry. And if I'm coming to Heels and Faces, he's coming with me. What the hell is heels and faces? Is that Matt Cardona's podcast, Gino? I'm going to check that out. There it is. Look. Toys presents CM Punk. Dude, Gino, you need this doll. Look, it has the Pepsi logo. Yes, they somehow have the Pepsi logo. But the more important one is, do they have the fucking G.I. Joe logo on the other shoulder? Because that's a bigger license than Pepsi. I think that's even more important they if better? they have the second license. Let's see. Handcrafted in vintage oh, hell yeah. style. And now including, for the first time oh, hell ever, yeah. Larry the Dog. Larry? Okay, okay, we'll include the dog. Larry. Larry, we'll include Larry. And you said Reorder it, you know. You said it. That's before Pharaoh. Pharaoh got on the shirt, but Larry already had a shirt, didn't he? So Larry's the most successful dog in wrestling. He's the bigger than the British Bulldog. And look at where he's come now, Gino. He's a doll. You getting this from Heels and Faces, and what are they? And I might get this from Heels and Faces. This did excite me seeing that CM Punk is connected, but Heels and Faces, I haven't really seen much of their lineup. I, again, am more of that LGN-style, big rubber oh, guy type suck. style, but this is not bad. I don't like. I don't mind this. I uh, might be LGN-style sucks, Gino. The 80s dolls suck. This is 90s. This is real shit. The bones break. You know, I do know that you like this, so maybe yeah. for you, I might buy yeah. this for myself to then have yeah. for you. You know, Gino, one viewer sent me a Shawn Michaels doll. Did I ever show you? You did show us once. There was that in the Nasty Boy t-shirt. That was, I thought, was a bigger value as a Nasty Boy. Should we brand. throw it away already? It's just under the bed. 
can we rip it up? What would be annoying to do with a doll? Pull its legs off? Well, I mean, we have it under the bed, so here's the big question. With the flooding, is it just damaged because the water is not even close to the bed right it now? It didn't get flood. that far yet. The water's getting to the bed. But I think the rain slowed down. And my theory is the rain is causing it all. And So we'll find that out in the coming days, Gino. We'll see what is causing the flooding if I ignore it a little longer. You just got to ignore it two weeks, and then you'll know what's really starting it. Gino, look at this guy. What the fuck? It's The Rock. Look, he's on Instagram. Let's see what he said. So this guy is ruining WrestleMania and ruining wrestling. Moose. Or what's he saying? Should The Rock sit at the bar? Oh, no. They're playing more pops. The Rock loves putting his recent pops on Instagram to remind us that people like me. <laughs> it's pathetic. Yeah, the Rock loves a bar, too. Or should The Rock sit at the head of the table? Oh, the pop, remember? There it is, Gino. Thursday, February 8th, tomorrow. WrestleMania XL kickoff. Is The Rock going through a table? Can Cody attack him? Look at the comments on this Instagram post, though. This is The Rock's Instagram. There he is. And he said Last Supper. Look. So he's still promoting the promotion. He's marketing the marketing. We're having a big scrum, and he's sticking to his guns. And there's another pop. That's why he deserves to finish the story. But look, one guy says we want The Rock. So look, there's people. Is my son a vampire? Like, is he glamming but me? But where with this person? Look, please don't take away Cody moment. On Monday, we spent hours Is my son Cody. a vampire? Like Remember Charlie? Charlie sent two bucks and said, die, Rocky, die. And that was the sentiment on Monday. We're with you. Look, we want Cody from Lewis. Dislike from Breezy. Rocky sucks. We say die, die Rocky, die. Rocky sucks from D-Dang. We want Rock versus Roman from Sex. So, Gino, the drama continues. We're midway through the week. Going through tomorrow, there's still tension. What happens at this kickoff tomorrow, Gino? Do they just proceed? Jiggs thinks Cody will not get the match. Jiggs thinks WWE's as stubborn as ever. But you and I know Vince McMahon's gone, right? And what a better way to show that this isn't the same WWE than to listen to the fans this time, Gino. Are they going to fix it all tomorrow? Well, with how much they've also been pushing out in social media, be like, hey, hear what Cody Rhodes had to say after Monday Night Raw, how we're being heard and like how emotional he was. It's obvious now they're just playing so much into this, and I'm hopeful that they are. I hope that I'm not just reading into like them just playing up, oh, look, we want Cody, all this is trending. Pat McAfee says that in one of his first fucking sentences on Monday Night Raw, that he wants Cody that we're getting all this to set up for this big kickoff where all these people spend thousands of dollars to have these sit-downs with Cody, where they get the weight belt, they get to have all this big moment, this big pocket circumstance at this kickoff show for Cody to just immediately take his place and decide, I am going after Roman, and Rock has to wait until they go to Saudi Arabia. Oh, Gino, you're so smart. Look, here's The Rock getting off a plane, Gino. Look, it's on. He's in Vegas. He's in my town. I got to go to this thing tomorrow. So they're doing this at the T-Mobile Arena. So that'll be another visual they won't let us forget. The Rock's going to be posting T-Mobile Arena uh, pops from press conferences. 
And WWE, they, they don't fill arenas with press conferences. If they get a like a uh, impressive show out for this, then we're fucked. We're stuck with this match. They're gonna say the Rock and Roman filled an arena, like Mayweather McGregor, just for a dumb scrum where nothing interesting happened. Both these guys can read, so this really sucks. But look, here's the Rock getting off the plane. Here we go. Let's hope this is an empty arena. Why is he wearing these faggy fucking glasses all the time now? Looking like a big fucking pedophile homo everywhere he goes. This is the president version right here. He's a big nerd homo. No, you're supposed to be jacked and masculine. Stop looking like a fucking nerd. Look at this. No, this is metrosexual. This is cool. This is what cool people do now. They look lame on purpose. It's cool. Don't do it anymore. What the fuck is wrong with you? What are you, Al Roker? What is this look? Oh, God. Gino, my dreams will never come true. I want Cody. I want Cody. Cody versus Roman, but Roman to win. And we're so far from that finish now with this shithead. Taking a plane to Vegas to promote his shitty fucking match. God. Welcome to Vegas. I have a feeling this press conference is going to suck. We'll be talked about forever. You're in for an uncomfortable mania. This guy became Roman somehow. This, this guy became more hated than good guy Roman a few years ago. He's going to have the worst road to WrestleMania if he insists on ruining it. We're going to let him know he did every time he shows up. Get ready to store those pops on that hard drive. Signing off. You're a long gamer. Long game. Don't you want him fucking dead? This shithead looks us in the eyes and says that. Here's Roman getting off his plane. They're all in Vegas. Here we go. Look at that. It's fight week. Roman's a Niners fan. Not cool. So it's on Gino, big companion tomorrow on Discord. Are we watching the WrestleMania press conference together? And we have to watch it if we have the ability to, because it's going to be amazing for us to sit down and watch everything that happens with Cody, with The Rock, oh. with the Bloodline, with Paul Heyman, where we're setting up that The Rock ends up being able to be bypassed for him to hold the uh, little bro and for Cody to finish the story. What happens when there's no Cody? And we just get a shitty stare down between these two. And they act like Cody doesn't exist. And as the fans, we got to sit there and scream and type and chant and boo until they acknowledge him again. We're going to want Cody acknowledged Roman style, you know, huh? We will be, but that's why Cody's going to be there. They said everyone that's going to be there. We have Seth, we have Bianca, we have all these big stars that are going to be at this press conference, this kickoff show, and Cody will be no. there to be acknowledged for him to accept that he is challenging Roman. No. Nope. It's going to be like Rumble 2013. There's going to be Rey Mysterio there instead at number 30. No Cody at all. And look, Cody tried to warn him, Gino, before all this drama. This is, this is Sean Ross Sapp. Sean Ross Sapp says, Those that we spoke to claimed Cody expressed to WWE that he thought the reaction wouldn't be the desired one. So this tells us, Gino, that he knew, because there's a lot of question on when did Cody find out. So apparently when he won the Rumble, he thought he was facing Roman that night. So we can pinpoint that much. But now we know before the segment, 
where was that SmackDown then? Before the segment where he introed The Rock, Gino, and the big pop happened, he did know that The Rock was stealing his spot. So we're trying to pinpoint it, and this gave us a little window. I, it does show us that, like when, especially like I did bring up during when you were talking about on Raw, I on a third hour when he had, with well, no on Raw fourth hour when yeah. we had Cody and The Rock hold and that hug, and they didn't edit out like people were reporting they did, but you can see very closely if you pay attention to Cody, his expression changes because he realized, oh, this is not. I know this is not going to be the way it's going to be. My heart's broken. Like the story will have to change. Like he could tell. Like his no. dreams are dashed. But I feel it's because he knows that this is going to work for the long game. That he's going to end up finishing the story. No, you read it wrong, Gino. You're reading into it wronger than everyone else. And the only way to find it is to look at Kenyel's posts. Kenyel has a video of what you're talking about, but it's a Simpsons edit that's hilarious. I think it was him that posted it. So it's a classic Simpsons, Gino. You wouldn't know. You didn't watch good TV. You watch shitty cartoons like King of the Hill. But in the Simpsons, Gino, there's a great part where Lisa breaks some nerd's heart. And they're like, you can pinpoint the moment when his heart cuts in half. And they have they synced it all up with Cody with the rock and the rock whispering in his ear. And his face changes. Maybe it wasn't Kenyon that posted it. Was it Papa? Gino, where's the clip I'm looking for? I don't know where that clip is, but I'm sure everyone has posted that clip. Whether it be on Twitter, on where is YouTube, it? everyone's like made edits of this. I'm sure someone will feel fine it. to post it. What do I type, Gino? How do I find it? That's a good idea. Maybe if we search Cody Rhodes Simpsons, The there Rock, we, we will find Cody Simpsons, Gino. Oh, I don't know, dude. Oh, you're right. You can. It's literally, Gino, you're a genius. You just type that in and it comes up. Gino, what the fuck? Cody Simpsons is the money shot. So, Gino, you wouldn't know this scene. This is from my childhood, so you don't even get it. But luckily, I'm here to educate you as usual. So, look, here's the moment. Watch this, Lise. You can actually pinpoint the second when his heart rips in half. And now. What a great edit. Nothing gets chocolate out. See? That's from the same one, Gino. Remember, what a great episode. But no, Cody's not actually in it, you know. They edited that out, and they, the Simpsons didn't predict the future with this, you know. Cody wasn't actually in this one. Ah. That's an edit. Aww. Oh, Lisa. So there it was, you know, that's your moment. You think The Rock told him right there, go fuck yourself, white boy? He would have said something like that in his own way of saying it, or would have been like, I want you fucking dead, like Cody said to Flipgord. Maybe he's saying whatever Undertaker said to Bray. Bray had a face like this after Undertaker whispered in his ear. And it was just this connection of you're the future. You won't be dead in less than a year. You're everything we care about. So look, look, this is from Sean Rossap. Those that we spoke to claimed Cody expressed the WWE. He thought the reaction wouldn't be the desired one. I thought this was over. Vince McMahon's gone, Gino. Remember, Triple H has been in charge of creative for years now. And we celebrated, didn't we? The whole internet did. They, oh, Dakota Kai came back, remember? Everything was supposed to be good. Karrion Cross came back. Top Dollar came back. Remember the gauntlet? All that went so well. So why are we still living in this world where the wrestler is like trying to politely say, the people are going to hate this. What's wrong with you? Because that's the same thing we've been dealing with now for my entire adult life. Since Stone Cold laid down for The Rock 
Nothing's been done well in this company. It's all been shit. So, well, I'd even say before that, since WrestleMania 17, since The Rock laid down for Stone Cold, nothing's been done well. So Cody's like, hey, like this, the fans are going to hate this, right? So look. But they still, he still did the segment and was said to have been in a somber mood after. Doesn't this sound just like Hell in a Cell 2019? Poor Seth Rollins. Look, so Cody still did the segment and was said to have been in a somber mood. He was crying. We know Cody's a crier, so he cried. Other sources claim that this decision goes all the way up to Ari Emanuel, which this is the scary part. This better not be true, and this should make you even more scared about losing Scott Demore, Gino. These outsiders, these non-wrestling people, these funders, these people who invest in wrestling and then they want to talk and help with it. They're the reason WrestleMania sucks. This guy, Ari Emanuel. Look, other sources claim this decision goes all the way up to Ari Emanuel. This guy bought the company and ruined it all at once. Look, and Mark Shapiro. Google him. Who is that? And was even above Nick Khan and Triple H. So, well, yeah, like, so it was The Rock's decision. That's Rock-level stuff. He's on the board now. So The Rock's like, yeah, I'd, I'd love the payday. I'll save WrestleMania. Meanwhile, they're actually ruining it in front of us. They took it from us. Put Cody Rhodes on the board, Gino. Give Cody Rhodes the Rock's job and WrestleMania. Well, again, Cody said he wasn't ready for an EVP job, but I'm sure when The Rock decides, you know what, you are ready, and Cody's like, you know what, I am ready, he will immediately be on the board since The Rock has that power to put anyone and do whatever he wants. So I know The Rock is all about that long game, the long-term storytelling, and he wants to build himself up to be this big heel <laughs> and for Cody to be that big hero no. where he gets to take his spot and beat Roman at night two when The Rock loses to Roman on night you one. You couldn't be further from the what's the truth is. They can try to clean it up and get close to what you said, but they won't even be smart enough to do that. He's not being a heel, The Rock. He doesn't want to be booed. He thought he was saving WrestleMania, and everyone hates him, and it, he, he doesn't know why. He just knows it. He sees it. Can't explain it, so he keeps running back to these shitty videos of these shitty pops that mean nothing. These surprise entrances. That are supposed to give him value and worth as a babyface. Now, here's a real babyface. Look, Gino. Cody Rhodes. Looking to be perfect again. As the crowd chants, we want Cody. To Cody after Raw. Looking to be the perfect guy. Remember, he, there was that blind fan in the crowd and he gave them vision. We watched that video a couple days ago. Look, he's just the perfect guy. He's still doing it. Those three words. Well, all I can say is this. Since I was a little boy who grew up loving everything, for you to want me is special because I have always wanted you. Gay, but perfect. And he's bleeding and it's not black and white. WWE breaks all the rules for Cody. Look, I've always wanted you. So through it all, Gino, he's still just bleeding for us, crying for us, saying the sweetest things to us, giving us the pillow talk, treating us like Ricky Starks. You know, he says stuff like that to him between the sheets. He's just sitting back, being perfect, and he knows the rest will work itself out. And Gino, not because the, corporate, the, the company knows what to do, but because the people will drill it through their head. 
but also the company will build up to it, make you feel this heart, this heart, the soul, this love, this need for this person, to make you feel like this other piece of shit, no one wants him. And we're actually going to just keep promoting it on our social medias. You want Cody, we want Cody, we're going to keep pushing it, you guys want this. And as long as you keep wanting it further, further, that get like more and well, more. Yeah. That's gonna give us what we want. This is all what they're wanting to do. This is all been well, long term. They always set this no, up since the rock. No, was it a isn't. Charge. How many times can they fuck you over before you accept they don't plan it? It's not like the plan. So I'm sorry you weren't a Sami Zayn fan, but we just lived through all this. Or LA Knight for the last year. Yeah, these people get over and then the company says, fuck what the fans want. So it's not intentional. You were there for CM Punk ten years ago, right? It's the same company. Daniel Bryan was the one miracle that we forced their hand with. The one. And that took fucking years. That was stressful. Don't fucking nod at me, asshole. This isn't good, Gino. You let this company shit in your fucking face and then you act like, no, they're geniuses. They're not geniuses. They're Walt Disney. They hate wrestling. I believe that there are, since The Rock is in charge, he understands what the fans really want. Since they really want Cody, he's going to make this right and have this big mode, this big up and down, this big roller coaster of emotions you're going to feel when Cody finally gets that moment at WrestleMania. So, yeah, you think The Rock, like, The Rock knows that Cody's more over than him before all this. And you thought, that the, you think this is part of a plan. You're so out of touch. You're more out of touch than The Rock. You're more. You have no idea how the world works or how wrestling works. Now, Gino, unfortunately, it, it can get pretty sad, you know. Like, these wrestlers get fat. Yeah. They get old. Some of them get injured first, but a lot of them don't. Just Incredible got old, fat, and injured in that order. So we love Just Incredible when he was with the Impact players, Gino. He was with Lance Storm, greatest tag team of all time. Remember he had a kendo stick back when they were cool? Well, now look what he's going through. Just incredible, who I want to make fun of, but we can't. Just look at his Twitter picture. X. I mean, how cool is this guy? He's got an X logo. Look. And he look at his tweets. He loves Elon Musk. Where is it? He's got a bunch of Nazi tweets, so we love this guy. He likes Marikane like we do. I swear I was scrolling through when I said, look, there's Elon. Look, that's the Tate brothers. Look, Tucker Carlson, Gino. Vimic Ramaswamy. All the people we love. You might read Sweet Merch down here. So Justin Incredible's got all the Nazis. He's following them all. So we can't hate him, Gino. We have to like him. But look what he says. He said, I have never done this in the history of my social media presence. I am going through some physical stuff and I need help. Oh, no. Is this like Perry Saturn now? Look. I recently lost my job. What? Gino, he has to have a job. This Shouldn't he be making royalties, being rich forever? This is really sad that even the Olive Garden would get rid of Just Incredible because he is not just good, he's not just great, he is just incredible. Why would these wrestlers get jobs? you got to figure it out. You better sell trading cards or get a Bendy or you talk to Matt Cardona. Look at this. I recently lost my job. What are you, fucking Shane Douglas at Target? You're pathetic. If anybody wants a custom video or autograph, eight by, now you offer them. You've been selling those for 20 years. What the fuck? Where's your calendar? Uh, what's that, Chelsea Green? Message me if you could help. I really need medication for my leg. Thanks so much. So this is a sad tweet, right, Gino? What do you think's wrong with his leg? You think it looks like Marty Jannetty? 
I don't think it looks anything like Mario Jannetty, especially since he was able to work at the Olive Garden for all these years, so I'm glad that he at least did work as long as he could. Hopefully he got severance pay if he did get fired, but it's really sad to see. Hopefully people can't support him and he can get booked somewhere just to take a quick bump or like even be in the fuck fest for Joey Janela's yeah. spring break just to get thrown out of the top rope. Yeah, to get the good fuck payday. fest. That sounds real, Gino. Was that one of those fag wrestling tours? Is that Effie's new fag tour, the fag fuck fest? It's the clusterfuck, that's what it is. It's the other way around. It's the big fucking clusterfuck forever is what he's calling it for spring break six for a no, George Nella. That's GCW. what they're calling the Jericho Cruise. The clusterfuck fest. So look, Gino, he needs medication. And this hot chick sent him an email? What is this? So she's a hot chick, Gino. So look at this now. There's a picture. Okay, get ready. This is tragic. We already Again, we already saw Marty Gennetti's leg. And now that we know this guy had to have a job, apparently at Olive Garden, like I don't know. Since Bleedy's left, we don't value jobs, Gino. We make fun of you for going to Dash Mart, and certainly Pete, wherever Just Incredible works, we're gonna make fun of him. If even if it's Olive Garden, an Italian restaurant that good. So look, look at this. This guy replied, "Maybe clean the meth up before you post a picture," and then as a screenshot. Look at this. Oh, God. Oh, geez. Are you guys ready? Okay, let's look at it together, okay? So we're going to make it big. Here's Just Incredibles leg. What the fuck is this? Did he get shot? Like, is That's what my... All right, briefly, I had wet anus dry butt, okay? And it looked like that, all right? But it's cleared up now. It's not scaling anymore. What is wrong with these wrestlers? And is it just as simple as Marty Jannetty when he did a double axe handle to the outside and just landed crooked? And then 30 years later, your leg's swollen and getting cut off? What can lead to this, Gino? Are they not taking care of themselves? And it could be lack of taking care of themselves and because of all the extreme shit he did do to his body with the ECW, with the Impact players, and all the other shit that he did end up doing, especially being part of the greatest faction of all time, X-Factor. And then, look, so apparently this is the meth that the person's talking about. Look, I see meth, too. Do you guys want to get close to the wound? Let's get close to the meth first. I think. Oh, there's holes in the blanket, actually. So, all right, so look, here's the scaly skin. All right, this is disgusting. So somebody posted that, or Just Incredible posted that picture. Must have deleted it, right? But the other guy screenshotted it. Maybe clean the meth up before you post a picture, my guy. What an asshole, right? So then uh, Just Incredible replies, Bro, I'm a cigarette smoker. That's really not cool. Look, I have a family with young children in the house. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and then it gets sadder. So this guy's working at Olive Garden, living with some family. He doesn't have his own, right? And some family's stuck with this deadbeat fat buck. We saw how fat he was. When he was wrestling Grimm's friend, whatever that guy's name used to be. Oh, just incredible. What a disaster. Being Genos a burden. His grit and says that's a cause of a horse tranquilizer drug. Being a burden on some family's couch, burning holes in their sheets with a wound on his leg like that. Gino, when is this guy just going to die? I don't think he's ever going to die. He is stronger than that, just like our fair margin. Even if his leg gets cut off and he has to find a job as a one-legged man, he's going to be able to make it happen. Justin, may I ask, is this from diabetes? I mean, yeah, we all need an answer. Reminds me of Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> it, doesn't it? Oh, God, it does, right? 
I see it. I see that. So what the fuck? Put a Band-Aid on or something. This guy's not even... This one looks like it might be close to healing, actually, now that I look at it. Now that I'm not squinting... Gino, it's starting to dry up. That's good, right? I believe that is good. He'll be able to easily take care of this. Even if he needs to go to the hospital, have even bigger bills, he'll be able to pay them all thanks to the fans. Just dive in there and pick at it a little bit, right? You just want to pick it. And then when you pick that scab off, Gino, it'll heal over again even better. I think it would heal over, but then you might go and go further. And when you do scratch off and actually scratch more of the skin, it could start to bleed and you actually do more damage than good. So you do need like, to let it heal a little bit more naturally before you can just pick it right off. When I look at Just Incredible here, what I see is another guy Cody's ignoring. Another guy Cody should be helping, like me. But he didn't help me. Gino he owes me $3,000 for ignoring me three years ago, five years ago. And now I'd say he owes Just Incredible about 2500 At least Cody Rhodes will give us all what we want to be. He'll repay everyone, even Just Incredible, for the damage he's going through by giving us our American dream. And finishing the story and being in the main event of WrestleMania, beating Roman Reigns. Do you know Flemdog on Rumble says it looks like your ball sack? Damn, I, that's really wild that it looks like anybody's ball sack. Yeah. That's actually really sad to hear. Yeah, that, it does. That is sad, you know, for you, though. Now it, this went to be, being sad about the method, to being sad about you, Gino. Gino, are you hiding any drug addictions? Thankfully, I'm not addicted to any drugs besides caffeine. I don't know, Gino. I've seen an outfit like yours before. I've seen the Road Warrior Hawk fall off the Tron. So are you the pusher or are you getting pushed? Listen, I've always been a fan of draw, so I might be the push. Yep, you're definitely supplying somebody. You giving opiates, more narcotics? I'm not giving anybody actual drugs. I'm just a big fan of draws and his inability to fucking throw up on command. We'll keep an eye on Just Incredible. Hopefully, people are taking care of him. Gino, he's a legend, okay? Where's Lance Storm? Help him out. Jericho! Tony Khan, you're a billionaire. But, Gino, who's Gabe Kidd? Have you ever heard this guy before? Gabe Kidd? Professional Senshu Bullet Club War Dogs. You know this guy? Yes, he actually had a really good match with Will Ospreay. Everyone was like, oh, he's the worst part of War Dogs. Alex... Coglin is a lot better, but I feel like Gabe Kid, Gabriel Kid, is actually a really good fucking worker. He had a match at the last New Japan Strong Show you watched. It was him at A. Kingston. It was really good. That content. was awesome. Well, Gino, he's talking shit. Look what he's saying. Is this kayfabe? He said, someone tell Jack Perry if he wants to get in a scrap backstage. I'll see him in Chicago. Uh-oh, look. Little rat. Can't get booked by your own boss, so you turn up to our shows. We don't want you, you little twat, middle finger. Little harsh, do you know? Is this what NJPW is like? Uh, is this kayfabe? They building it up like The Rock and Cody? This is all kayfabe. Gabriel Kidd loves to get social media going off as far as he can. Like, he had a whole social media lot, like a, uh, what is it, Instagram Live, where he and Will Ospreay were all just talking shit, talking about how their fucking lives are so much shitty, how he's living in a fucking hole in a house when fucking Will Ospreay talked about his money. They were all, like, talking all this shit, actually cursing up a fucking storm to build up for their match, just like he was trying to do with Eddie Kingston, building up for his match. This is all just building up oh. for the next New Japan structure where he gets to beat the shit out of Jack Perry. Oh, Jack Perry's going to beat his ass, Gino. And he's going to look stupid. He's going to delete this tweet. Look, Gino, the chat. Uh, Franklin says that our poor Just Incredible is decaying. Is it that bad? 
I'm a nurse. I, I don't know. I just see this. I eat this part. I would just start munching on this. So you peel that off. You chew that. And then you get this shiny little pink skin right here that looks good as new. You're just going to get this dead skin off and eat it. Down here is going to be a problem for a while. Do some squeezing until the clear liquid's gone. Wait till it gets full blood. And then give it a little Garbabara soap, Gino, and rub it on there for a second, right? We deal with stuff like this all the time. Gino, isn't this what your bed sores look like? I, did, I don't look that bad at all. Like, there's been some issues I've had, but I've gotten treatment. I have a lot better. Gino, check this out. So we ignore $1 donations, but when someone types something this stupid, we got to read it. Look, panty fun. I follow you. You follow me. My content is entertaining. Doubt it. What are you, some dumb slut? What are you, half naked? Panty fun? I don't follow for follow. I'm not some amateur, Gino. We are no amateurs, but you know, let's at least see. At one point, we may see how entertaining and fun your streams are one day. Yeah, yeah, panty fun. You got a leg falling off? I'll follow for that. What, what kind of injury? Oh, never mind, Gino. I'm following. Check out this content. Gino, this is way better than us. We're looking at legs that get cut off. This girl is has a foot fetish. This person knows their audience, knows their demographic, and has these amazing screenshots, these amazing thumbnails, and probably the videos are nothing like the thumbnail. Yeah, we should stop. Now that we've seen that sexy panty fun, we should stop showing that leg. And Gino, I'm ready for Jack Perry to beat Gabe Kid's ass. Gino, check this out. Soraya was at a Suns game, and we love when wrestling makes it to football or basketball or any other sport, and it's rare when it's AEW. Remember AEW had that baseball synergy where Darby Allen was running the bases? Something happened like that. Now they're at a basketball game. Oh, did you see who's here tonight, Grant? Soraya. Oh, look at this. Part of the outcast. Oh, suplex. Wow. AEW dropping the suplex on the gorilla. Oh, he's no selling it. Oh, took it well. The gorilla's old. You got to be kind She's more winded than him. Been around for a while. Well, this is fucking stupid. Good job. I gotta start watching this shit before watching it. So he no sells it. She puts his arm around him. No one's even watching. See who's here tonight, Grant Soraya. Part of the outcast. Oh wow. On AEW. I don't know. I think those African little black kids in the mud did a better job. Did you see them this week? Flex on the gorilla. <laughs> oh, took it well. The gorilla's old. You gotta be kind to the gorilla. Been around for a while. That is a racist looking gorilla, too. That might be in my own head. So, yeah, Gino, you know, look, this video is going around, too. Jordan Grace quoted the video. Look, a bunch of blacks did some street beefs, but pro wrestling style, where they're all faking it. But look what Jordan Grace uh, typed when she quoted this. Look, I cannot stress this enough, says Jordan. This, in all caps, is what loving pro wrestling looks like. Okay. So I think she needs to be careful because all we're looking at, she wants diversity points, Gino, first of all. She's showing a bunch of poor homeless blacks in the mud, and it's disgusting. But she wants to look, what, worldly, diverse, sweet for posting it. What if these were Juggalos backyard wrestling? I bet she wouldn't be championing it all that much, would she? Although she might have started that way. She started at like 14. That must have been a backyard. But I feel like white boys going through tables in America is like, don't try this at home. Don't do this. But look, we found some fucking savage rapist Negroes. 
that can do suplexes in a country we don't even know. And this is cool to like. This is okay to like. This is part of the message we want to share. I'm going to throw up just listening to it. So that's loving pro wrestling. You have no idea how much we love it then. Like, we watch these matches knowing every move you're going to do, Jordan. There's not one shocking spot, except you getting eliminated from the Rumble looked good. But everything you do, your husband does, we're watching your feet, your body, your positioning, your opponent. We know every spot. We know what's going to happen. We do wrestler math in real time. We're real fans. These idiots doing super kicks don't mean shit. You wouldn't believe the wrestling IQ in an American's mind. We know what we're watching. And if we say you deserve it, you fucking deserve it. Enough of this I earned it shit. It's fake. Is that his mom that he's wrestling? This is dangerous and shitty. And dirty. And black. This is gross. And it's intergender. Yeah, that's how Graham broke that girl's collarbone. Interesting how he got away with his broken collarbone, no problem. He, he was celebrated. I didn't shake the collarbone around enough after breaking mine. I didn't grab the arm and go, here, move it in circles. This will help. He just moved right on. I'm still hearing shit about my broken collarbone. I got Kayla Braxton tweeting ominous videos at me about mine still, like 20 years later. But Graham can do this, and it's fine. At least this girl flat-backed. He's going to do a perfect plex in the dirt. And Jordan Grace thinks this is a wrestling fan. This is pathetic. Alright, those are just punches. Where's the chain? Shining wizard! Yeah, now try a war games. Show us a high spot. What the fuck was that? <laughs> These people aren't fans. Can't even do an F5. Can't even do a stinger splash. Goes heads first into that baboon stick. Yeah. Oh, Kevin Owens rolling thunder, though? This kid almost snapped his leg on that one. Be careful. Injuries can happen at any time. Uh, yeah, that's cute, Jordan Grace. Spread that. Spread this message. What a great way to use your platform. After debuting in the Rumble in WWE. There you are. Backyard wrestling's amazing. I can't stress it enough. This is what loving wrestling looks like. So go on, kids. Go do F5s the wrong way. Go do moves wrong in the dirt on the ground and see how it feels. Go drop the leg. Go beat up your mom.
<laughs> we'll just stick to Glamomania. Gina, we stay safe. We play video games. We do stay safe and play video games, but I'm glad that this woman, this individual, knew how amazing Bailey is and took the Rose Plant, one of the greatest finishers in wrestling, and decided that to be the move to end. See, Gino, you're a fan. You love it. You like the work rate. <laughs> Did that ref just count to six? <laughs> just keeps counting. What a fucking idiot. That was like a stardom ref counting to four. They don't know what they're doing. So Gino wrestling, uh, international sensation. Everyone loves it. Now, when you see it done that well, that even Jordan Grace admits it, it really makes NXT look worse. So look, here's now the pros trying to do it. Gino, these guys are professional tweeters, right? So here's the NXT champion on our right. That's Ilja. And this is Dijak, Gino. You like Dijak. How does Dijak still have a job? Because Dijak had one of the most banger of a match that you've ever fucking seen against Joe Gacy in a no-DQ contest where he proved that no matter if you're fucking blindfolded properly with fucking tape and you can't see, you can still fucking work if you know how to do it as professionally as Dijak does. Gino, you don't sound like someone who just lost Scott Demore. You sound a little too happy tonight. So look, here's Dijak now showing how to punch, guys. Get ready. This is how you punch in WWE now. Look at how pathetic. And look at these fans in the background. Looking like WCW Saturday night. Just old ladies let in off the lot. All right, so here we go. Watch this. This is so bad. Look. Oh, my God. Why do we watch this shit? Look at the reaction of the, of the crowd. Oh, can we start this over, please? Look at this. Chino, look. Look at this punch. This is one of the guys you like. Look. What is that? If I catch you doing that during fight camp, you're not a green name anymore. By the way, Gino better not be a green name right now. We should probably check on that. Gino, I might have forgotten to take your green name away. Because uh, you... Oh, no. Okay, good. You're just a red name. All right. Just making sure, Gino. Green names are for the boxing WBC champs. So, look. There's Die. Di what's his name? There's Jack. Throwing an open hand, uh, so at least it's legal. Really pulling it. It's kind of making contact. You know, this is the shit we watch, and we watch like four companies do this. Yes, but at least Dijak, being the most professional, if you see it in normal speed, you're like, this motherfucker actually hit it, but it, this very slow speed, yes, you see he's just a professional who does pull back and just has Elia try to sell this amazing work punch. I've never watched a wrestler punch and thought that looked like a punch. Here it is in two times speed. Still slow motion. It does look a little better, though, even when it's a little less slow. Look at these depressing signs. Justice for Trick from... From some fat fucking retard. Why mellow on a piece of paper? A what a fucking idiot. And this is their moms right here. This is this is pathetic, this whole show. Who the fuck is watching this shit? And then this is what you're watching. And then this guy has a belt. And then this guy's this guy's punching a guy with a belt. Dijak? Dijak is shit. Does he still tweet anything good, Gino? Remember when Dijak was tweeting all the stuff you're not supposed to say? Grayson Waller took that job, didn't he? 
And he always still tries to ratio these losers. Make sure they take the Illinois of their places that Dijak is the fucking best with Twitter with his replies. He ratios motherfuckers and people like me were trying to tell him The Rock came back. This is your time. Ratio The Rock and have you realize that he's just a loser and jabron little bro. It would be the perfect moment, but Dijak was too fucking much of a pussy to ratio the rock. Look at Ilja's hair bounce a little bit with his little cell. Look, it goes up. Bloop. Aw. That's a punch. Gino, you got to watch Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. That has a punch in it. You see the guy's whole back shake. Back flab from a punch to the head. His whole body had a fucking tsunami of fat move down it. Not with this fake shit. Two generic dudes. This show sucks. They all suck, Gino. We lost Scott Damore. Our big announcement was Boston for shitty Mercedes Monet and AEW. The place that made Deanna Perrazzo disappear. Imagine what they can do to a little Sasha Banks. And then what's left, Gino? A stolen WrestleMania. There's no wrestling left for us. NXT is our place for wrestling. We have Dijak having an actual really good banger match with Ilya Dragunov in the main event of NXT. They end up getting ruined by Joe Gase being this piece of shit loser who just gets pissed off that he lost an ODQ match fairly to Dijak, who's a better wrestler in every single way. Shape Wrong answer. Gino Swerve was the right answer. So we still have Swerve. Do we like him still? He opened up Dynamite tonight with a Hangman match. But there's something about that Magnum TA mustache that ruins Hangman. I don't want Hangman to even win because then I see it as Tony Khan crawling back to the guy who was there for him from the start. The best champion AEW ever had, Hangman. And they kept passing him up for these other wrestlers that were 50 and making you fear for your life that aren't even around anymore. And who's still left to crawl back to Hangman? And they're going to try to fucking... They made him bad tonight, though, you know, They didn't go the direction we thought. They, they trolled the Swerve fans with them, which we can like. So it all comes back to Swerve. And look, you know, Swerve was on the Smooth Vega podcast. And Smooth Vega asked Swerve about, you know, leaving NXT, going to AEW, leaving Hit Row. You know, Top Dollar, that big fat guy, he was in Hit Row with Swerve in NXT, right? So here is uh, Swerve talking about leaving WWE. So on your WWE tenure real quick, you leave WWE, you were part of the group Hero, um, and whenever they I, come I back, said that. I said you that. weren't part of the equation, and it did not last. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to take nothing away from those guys that mm -hmm. are part of that crew, because I'm sure you got a good relationship with those guys, and whatnot. They were terrible, and they betrayed Swerve. Nobody stood up for Swerve. Just like Gino, they didn't stand up for that lanky girl. So Swerve goes, then the girl goes. And what does Top Dollar do? Whatever you want, Massa. I'll be back Friday to cut whatever promo you want, whatever offbeat, quote, freestyle you want. They had the best stable in Hit Row with Swerve, the girl, and then the fat guy. And then they got rid of the girl and Swerve. And it was the fat guy and the fourth guy, and it was just the worst. They started walking around as the OG3 later. Gino, you remember, all that sucked. And they all failed without Swerve. And there's no doubt, looking at how Swerve has succeeded in AEW, that that group would have succeeded with Swerve. Swerve makes things work, and here he is explaining how. But very, very evident, in my opinion, that you were the gel of that. And whether or not you'll say that, I'll say that, right? Mm. And so seeing you flourish as a performer and kind of come out of that system... 
speaks volumes. Well, that was, that comes from experience. Like I, I had a different experience than those guys had. I've known how to build myself from ground up, like on the independence. I knew how to hustle, get here, get to there, like uh, put on performance matches and then like, okay, how do I get that? And then monetize that into this and make this something here. Everything like throughout my career and still to this day, I apply like one thing leads to another, which leads to another. That's kind of how you see a lot of those little things that you touched upon in my entrance and like. Well, like your Cole Cabana font that is still there. Can we fix that? So Mogul Embassy and AEW has these creepy hoodies, these creepy fonts on their merch. Then when Swerve comes to the ring, he's walking menacingly. He's walking like a creep. But then there's a wacky, cartoony Colt Cabana Swerve in a comic book font on the screen. Fix that. Make that creepy. Let's update his graphics. One thing leads to another thing leads to another thing, like Swerve just said. But also, Gino, what he was saying is he was an actual wrestler. Whereas shitty top dollar was, and he was just some NFL guy who got hired because he was black and fat. And they liked him for being bigger and an NFL athlete. So those people that he left, you know, weren't wrestlers. Swerve will always swim. Those people around him sank without him because they didn't have his experience. And I always felt that Ashanti the Adonis was the real gel of that group that deserved to have this big push. And WWE doesn't see the star power there's Ashanti. They had one segment with him just recently. We're like, we, he wants to prove himself. Then nothing comes from him. So it shows that they don't even have faith in the one guy they still have that they can really put the fucking rocket on and be like, this could be the mid-card guy we need. And it does. It, it shows, because like, I remember Ashanti in NXT. I was like, this guy's good. Him with Swerve was a good pairing, and then we had the OG3 with him, and then fucking having just Ashanti be the hype guy instead of a worker was just sad. But I'm I'm hoping that Swerve is not against Ashanti. He's just saying like all this stuff because again with BFAB just coming in as a performance person, and then Top Dollar, who only was an indie guy for a very short time after the NFL. No, Ashanti sank worse than all of them. He's the worst of them all. He's especially talking about that person. So. No one else looked at Ashanti and thought what you thought because you're an idiot. And you look at the worst wrestlers and think they're good for no reason because you've never been out of breath. So you don't know what work rate is. You just see a guy run the ropes for a second and think, man, that must be hard. So look at this. Gino, fuck you and your shitty fucking shit you say. To this day, I apply. Like, one thing leads to another, which leads to another. That's kind of how you see a lot of those little things that you... You'll never see Ashanti swim anywhere. His career's not going to turn around. He doesn't have it in him. He's a fuego. One of these people who just is guessing his way through. Swerve will always swim. There's a huge difference between a swerve and an Ashanti. You better fucking see that by now. And it's not because Ashanti didn't get opportunities. He's gotten more. He kept his job longer on the bigger platform longer. Swerve went to the place where everyone disappears and gets lost in the shuffle. And he's the one guy who didn't. He's the face of AEW right now for anyone who's sitting through that garbage every week. You touched upon in my... Don't you ever fucking bring up Ashanti like that again. Entrance and like my... Yeah, Ashanti's the gem of the group, the gel. No one thinks that. Music in my, ent- in my entrance and in my wrestling and in my look. The, guy is the one guy who can't even rap. Why would you ever say that about that guy? And the sound, like all of that was weaving. Of course, you know, you're the guy who likes the third guy in Imperium for no reason. Because you don't know what work rate is. You don't know what out of breath is. You don't know what a good promo is. You just see a guy on TV and think, that's an adult, and I respect my elders. That must be it. 
That's how you watch wrestling. You respect your elders. Together. It's the only way to explain what the fuck I hear out of your mouth every week. I'm going from here to here to here to here to hustling. And that's something that those guys need to still learn, you know? Um, Yes, including Ashanti, Gino. The biggest failure of all those guys we're talking about. It's in in this in this tough in that organization with a, a WWE is like really tough creatively when you don't have your hands on your creative. It's kind of like left to the like the, the uh, powers to be the pow- right, right. And those aren't guys that will have performances that'll change their career. Swerve is every performance Swerve does is next level. Every facial expression, every movement, every match, every promo, every syllable. Nothing Ashanti ever did caught anyone's attention or got him over. Top Dollar can't even get a fucking proper verse done. Top Dollar can't even rap or wrestle. And then he tries to do both and fails twice. Powers that be to maneuver you however they see fit. And that's not easy for anybody. You know, um... See a swerve? He's a real good hand, Gino. The powers that be can put him wherever they want and he'll show his worth. Ashanti will never do this. But, uh, for me... I, I was in a place where I know I knew I needed to be where I needed to be. I needed to be in AEW. And it was like, even if when I got the phone call to go back, I was like, I didn't even answer it. Oh. It was just like, nope. Nope. Yeah, you know, speaking of. They tried to tamper with him, Gino, and he didn't even pick up. WWE, though, I think a lot of people that. Fuck Triple H. And we all heard the stories from Swerve. He tried to talk to both Triple H and Shawn Michaels many times. He told Triple H, I want to be one of your guys. He said it more than once. And Triple H is like, yeah, no, you are. Yeah, you're one of my guys then, okay? You're definitely one of my guys. But Swerve, like, no, I'm not an idiot is what Swerve thought. I'm not one of your guys. How do I be one of your guys? Don't just tell me I am. I know I'm not a Malachi Black to you. I'm not an Andrade to you. I want to be one of those. You know, it's kind of. I want to be a Velveteen Dream to you. Kind of goes without saying, you know, you when, when you're younger. No, pick, you are. You're one of my guys. Yeah. Pick up a basketball, you want to go to the NBA. For sure. Yeah. You know, you pick up a football, you want to go to the NFL. For pro wrestling, obviously, WWE's been mm-hmm. what it's been since the beginning of time. Um, and I'm sure you wanted to be in WWE whenever you were younger. You got there. Uh, it's something that you were able to accomplish when you leave WWE before you get to AEW. Did you leave with, like, a, a bitter taste in your mouth or kind of like, oh, man, you know what, like, it really wasn't what it was cracked up to be, or were you just like, you know what? I, um, I had a lot of good experiences with them, but it, well, the day I got let go, I was angry as hell. You know, I was like, it wasn't uh, like, oh, oh, shucks, damn, get them next time type of attitude. It was like, no, I'm mad, and like, um, it's a chip on your shoulder type mentality. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, it was. It's like this is what every wrestler should say and think, but they don't want to be tribalistic. You know, that's too tribal, and that's toxic and no 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 it should be what motivates you this company fucked you fuck that company go to the other one and prove it now there's none of this we're all friends every locker room loves each other we're all the boys none of that you pick a company pick a side be loyal and fight for them one of those like okay or else well get the fuck out leave all right you're because you're ruining the fun the competition is what we want Gotta show you what yeah, time it is. Right? Yeah, so like, good luck finding another me. And and here's the thing: like, well, WWE's gonna continue to do what they do. They're the, you know, like, like old punk once said uh, back in the day: is like, I'm just a spoke on the wheel. The machine's gonna keep turning. Yeah. Whether they're gonna make money with or without me, 
that's cool, but they're not going to have another me ever yeah. again. And that's what I kind of want to create and build with an AEW. You don't know how special this is, Gino. To bet on yourself is one thing. To bet on yourself in Tony Khan's AEW and make it work, you're special. You know how many guys that are just tweeting confused how to get back on TV? How many Lance Hoyts just mattered one day and thought they always would and then never did? How many times Ricky Starks had to re-get over and then he just still disappears for another seven months? Like We're all just waiting for Ricky Starks to be in WWE already. We all know what's going to happen, and no one's going to be surprised or confused why. It's because they fucked up with him over and over again. Swerve was like the one guy. He comes in, and he came in when it was hardest to get noticed. Remember that we had Daniel Bryan come in, CM Punk come in, Adam Cole come in. I mean, there was just name after name. Later on, Edge. But around that first crop of guys is when Swerve came in. And who would have thought he'd make it work better than anyone? He's going to be able to flourish. Me. That's who. And the guy you picked, Ivy Nile, as the future of women's wrestling, Gino. Um, Reap the fruits of my labor as... The guy who Cody Rhodes owes $3,000 to. We have a swerve. That's something nobody else in the industry can say that they have. And I want to... I want to build that with them. And AEW sees that. They understand what they have with me. And they're putting me in the position, like, professionally inside the ring and outside of it. And I, I feel that appreciation. I feel that love. I feel that two-way street, you know. And um, the growth of that is something I want to see through. You know, I want to see the growth of myself with AEW. And I want to see – I want to be one of the reasons AEW does grow in the future, you know. And speaking of AEW, I feel like they've given you that, that – that room to grow as a you know what are they doing with him though i mean we just had him not beat adam uh, adam page tonight is that his name and now it's a triple threat you know we don't want a triple threat with samoa joe we want swerve winning this belt in a month which means it better be one at one on one now that it's triple threat it's muddy gino samoa joe might keep it hangman might be there just to get pinned either way swerve needs the belt asap well, I mean, it's obvious that Joe's going to win this triple threat because then Joe can say, because we need to make his title reign be big as we set up for MJF eventually to come back. So Joe's going to win this match and have the greatest triple threat match in wrestling history because MJF has the greatest fatal four-way in history. So this is going to be the big moment for Joe to just continue on MJF's shitty ideas and be better than MJF until MJF comes back and loses why are, to Joe Why is wrestling so insecure about its transitional champions? We need them. And Joe's one of them. Alex Shelley should have been one of them. Instead, we bring up the word on TV to them and then make them win the match to spite everyone else to prove it's not they're not a transitional champion. No, you are one. Joe, you're a transitional champion. Drop the fucking belt. 1v1 against Swerve in three weeks. That's it. No, we don't need any more of this. Swerve already beat Hangman twice. Why is that even happening tonight? We, there's no more to prove. If... If it comes down to those two for a title match, just pick the guy who already beat the guy twice. Performer. Yeah. And, um, man, you know, I think it's interesting because... What kind of power rankings is this? You beat a guy twice, you're still not ahead of him? Like, yeah, it's kind of going back to, like, what The Rock says, right? Whenever he said, man, me getting cut... Oh, don't bring him up right now. In the CFL... We don't want to hear about The Rock. ...was the best thing that ever happened to him. Yeah. And I think, in a sense, you know, you being that go as mad as you may have been that day, was probably... The best, best thing that could have happened because it led to that next step. It is the best thing for him, but it's because of how good he is. It's not like we're going to advise people to go out and get fired in your swerve. 
No, swerve is swerve. You're not swerve. So getting fired is good for a swerve. For most people, it's bad. And you're just taking it and you're growing from... For most people, they're sunny kiss. And they'll spend two months talking about getting fired, and then you'll never hear of them again. You know, you mentioned uh, having a manager uh, there for a brief moment in time. Uh, you had Rick Ross acting as your as yeah. your, as your Rick, manager. You know, I Rick Ross just did one of these wrestling podcasts as well. Impulsive. And Logan Paul was saying, we got to get you running the ropes. So now we lost Rick Ross to the WWE because AEW took Rick Ross off TV for now a year in two months. It's been too long. But, you know, a lot of drama in wrestling. So we lost Scott Demore. Wrestling's over because of that alone. But then on top of that, we lost Cody finishing his story this year. Wrestling's double over. The Rock killed it. Then on top of all that, Gino, Deanna Perrazzo disappeared. But on top of all this, Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis are rapists. At least we're Benoit, we're Benoiting Vince McMahon, Gino. You saw Eric Bischoff Benoit Vince McMahon. We talked about that last week. And then Mick Foley Benoit Vince McMahon. We talked about that this week. So John Laurinaitis here, he is trying to uh, uh, save himself from this, right? Because even Dutch Mantel turned on Vince McMahon. All the old people have. But look, at John Laurinaitis said he's a victim. His lawyer said he was a victim. He's not like Vince. So now look at this now. Uh, Ashley Mazzaro kept coming up. Here's what Laurinaitis' uh, lawyer said about Ashley Mazzaro. Ashley Mazzaro was some generic shitty blonde girl who was one of the many divas who couldn't wrestle and was the many reasons we needed a revolution for years. She was terrible and killed herself. But in Kuwait, she got raped by a Muslim doctor. And that's what Muslims do. They don't ask. They take what they want. And they don't care, they don't care how old you are either. If you're a child, they will rape you even harder. So she, they mistook her for a child or something. So she got raped. We all know about it. So nobody covered it up. Nobody hid it. Or else, how would I know what happened? How would it even get to me if there was a cover-up? But uh, there's uh, allegations that Laurinaitis covered it up. Here's what his, his lawyer says. Any allegations that Mr. Laurinaitis helped to cover up an alleged rape is an outright lie. Look at this. And why would they? To protect their relationship with Kuwait? What the hell is the big deal with Kuwait? We hate that place. Johnny, like most upper-level management at some time, became aware of the allegations and ensured all proper WWE protocols were followed. Look at this, including privacy for the alleged victim. And that's another important part, Gino. So it's not like he's covering up allegations. He's protecting her privacy. It's like HIPAA. Yes, he's doing his job. He knows what he has to do as a person in charge and in his position. So he had to make sure that anything that was coming out about... Ashley Mazzaro was at least private and just was taken care of with the proper channels. And, Gino, you're a winner for Slammy Award this year for King of Sleaze. So you can relate with Mr. Laurinaitis and Mr. McMahon. And I suspect they're going to take their Slammy back this year. I bet Vince McMahon wins that this year. And he may win this unless we end up finding out that all these allegations, all this lawsuit is all fake because... He ended up being right, and he just comes right back into the business because none of this was wrong. All this shit did not happen, and Vincent was always just a normal person, just a boss. Wow, okay. Now, there is one man, Gino, who might compete with you and Mr. Laurinaitis for this trophy, and that's Bray Wyatt. No, no, no. 
That is Kevin Scampoli. So look, you know, here's a picture of Bray and another article about me. Bray Wyatt's been stealing my thunder lately. Here's an article we didn't get to. I think Trey sent me this. Trey also just wrote on Rumble, Sunny Kiss is an F word. The biggest F word. You ain't kidding. Remember Sunny Kiss? What happened to it? Remember that? So Sunny Kiss got fired and it was talk of the town. We laughed at it. And for two weeks, there were two months, there was interviews of, uh, Tony Khan released me, and I've been released, and I'm still released. and bu- Just two months of talking about being released and then doing nothing. Showing up at Impact and then doing nothing. So, Gino, you'll notice the talentless ones, that's what they do. The Fuego Del Souls. We'll do two months of podcasts about being released and then do nothing. Then there are the EC3s, Gino, who go out there and win the NWA title and reinvent themselves. Or they go to Trovo like me, Gino, and keep going but look here's me this is from a website called sportsnot.com so we this wasn't on my radar but anytime there's an article about us we like to catch up with it sooner or later so uh the headline is why is kevin scampoli <laughs> targeting late WWE icon bray wyatt and his family gino isn't it great that this got picked up on and people just shared it like it was real and it's interesting that people can sit, care about what individuals online talk about as if we have an actual platform that matters to these people. Well, Gino, doesn't this just prove that all these stories are such bullshit where you were there every second of this, and obviously no one no one named Kevin Scampoli was targeting Bray Wyatt and his family. But uh, literally the most over-the-top, silly, absurd joke is shared from site to site like this guy's going after JoJo. Like th- this, every story is this fake. It's not just the ones about the people you know. It's also the ones about the people you don't know. They're all lies. It's just an idiot trying to tell you what happened and they don't know what happened. So look, here's a picture of Bray and my fedora. So he stole that from me. That's why I'm targeting him. He stole my look. I wear Hawaiian shirts and fedoras and sit in rocking chairs. Look, Kevin Scampoli, look at this. Hold on, I like this. Never mind. I take it all back. Gino, look at how this article starts. Kevin Scampoli, one of the top broadcasting personalities. Did you know that? And I never knew anyone was more of a top broadcast or a podcast personality more than Jim Cornette, who keeps on saying they're number one in all these statistics, but all of a sudden you're one of the top. Again, you're not the top, which is Jim Cornette. I'm one of the top. Yeah, I'm I'm above him, though. I don't see them bringing him up here. So, like, is mostly known for his YouTube podcast. Is that true, Gino? I mean, YouTube podcast, I don't think we've done podcasts on YouTube. It's just been clips of the podcast that's been done on YouTube, mainly it's videos on YouTube. Look at this. The Internet Icon. Who wrote this? Who, did you, do you guys run this site? Gino's Vacuum. Is this your new site? The Internet Icon has, all right, has made a name for himself. Huh? What's up now, Mom? Huh? By making controversial comments about other people. Recently, it started targeting Bray Wyatt and his wife, Jojo Offerman, as well as their children. Who did that? No one. During his recent show, it's a discussion, not a show. Look. Scampoli called Jojo Offerman's husband a dead fat husband. (laughs) I did say that. After which, he started disrespecting the wrestler more by destroying an action figure. This ain't an action. It's a doll. It's a Christmas doll. 
And I, the only reason I have this, Gino, is because I'm the biggest Bray Wyatt fan in the room. I love Bray Wyatt when all of you were trashing him and saying a zombie, that's fake. The Fiend sucks. And there I was, the lone voice, the voice of the voiceless, loving Bray Wyatt the most, Gino. We all, these deep down parts of us, didn't like Bray Wyatt. We just didn't oh. like the production behind him where Vince McMahon would tell people on commentary to say something like that this person, Seth Rollins, is impaling him with a mallet because a mallet cannot impale a person. Production's the best part. We loved the red lighting. We loved the commentary. I don't know what you're talking about. Do you know you're lucky my top supporter's here? You're lucky Equitus is here. This is my son a vampire? You hear that? Like, is he glamming That's me? my top supporter. And he didn't send one dollar, like lungs, or one of these bums, right? He sent two. Equitus sent two bucks and said, Bray Wyatt's fucking dead. He is, huh? We had to rip his head off and put it on a dick. So th is that what this story is about, Gino? Let's see. Uh, during his recent show, he called Bray a dead fat husband. And he said he had an action figure. Fans are outraged by Kevin's actions and are wondering his reasons behind this. This Is this an AI article? Look, a who is Kevin Scampoli section. This is some sort of uh, like a, a software put this together. Look, Kevin Scampoli, born May 24th, 1986. I want to recount. I don't know about that. Is a renowned podcaster. Look at that. Gino, an icon. Broadcast per personality and YouTube sensation. Didn't they take this off my wiki, Gino? Look. He, yeah, I think so, because this is a copy paste now. He is the owner of several successful channels. That's not true. Look, Gino, they linked to Jim. The, me and Jim Scampoli Summit. Is this why J-Mouse just watched this again? Look at it. So here's the Scampoli Summit. We hit and run. We hit and run. We hit and run. Fuck you. I am coming. Look at how cool I am. Look at this. I know they're, they're. I cried on this, you know, but the video was dead. So the video dies two hours in, and I start crying whenever the kids come up. Because Murph, Dirt, and Jim are sitting there telling me what a good job I've been doing. And then I cried secretly. And look, here's J-Mouse right here. R.I.P. Terry. Oh, my cat Terry, Gino. I lit her tail on fire. So that's the episode they linked to, me and Jim. In 2007, he aired his first podcast called We Hit and Run. Look at that. On July 11th. Look at that, Gino. So Kevin Scampoli targets Bray Wyatt. Here's the meat of it. This is what got us talked about, Dark Lord Equitus. YouTube streamer Kevin Scampoli talked on different topics, blah, blah, blah. He created controversy. There's my tweet, Gino. Look, they're promoting everything I do here. He has previously joked about legends like berating Kayla Braxton with the rape baby trolling. See, Gino, they, they have, this all happened at once. It was like a perfect storm. He has gained a bad reputation. For such derogatory remarks. Damn, Gino. How are we going to get these people to report on us again if they expect it, right? So we're like, we're like Ronda Rousey. We got a bad reputation. We can't trick people into writing articles like this anymore. Yeah, I don't think we can do anything. We've already met the quota of people yeah. that we can harass and go after. They've decided, you know what, now this is just what the person does. No one, they, It's all expected now. No one's going to really be triggered anymore after this yeah, article. We might have to just say the N-word more and the F-word. And then they'll report on that, you know.
That's what Kayla Braxton is from now on, an N-word. So here's that quote. Gino, we read this in another article. Quote, Bo, the sister, JoJo. And these are my victims I'm going to go after, right? Because, you know, she's one of those girls who's drinking herself to death in front of her kids. This quote should have been, uh, had a bigger reach. It should have been more out there. And we're going to put a spotlight on it, said Kevin. It's still too long to have, what is that thing they call when pregnant people get sad? So she's got to smarten up. She can't have that postpartum anymore. She's going to get her kids taken away. Look, that's what we're going to do. Can we get JoJo's kids taken away? Did anyone read this and really think this was real? Look, imagine the, sh the horror to read this quote and not know the context. Look, that'll get us in the news. What if we just take them away? Kidnapping threat. Look, trafficking threat. I'm Vince McMahon. If we take our kids forcibly... I mean, the word forcibly, come on. Then that's the same as getting them taken away. Keep your eyes out for a Chrysler Sebring. If the top's down, you're in trouble. So, amazing article. Did anyone comment? Where are the comments? Look, come on. What, are your, what is your take on these comments by Kevin? And then there's no comment section? Zero comments. Gino. Kevin is so rude. There we go, Gino. Gino, we're going to get the, the snowball going on this right here. We're going to get the snowman started. And I guess we do have to get this snowball rolling for yes. this article for a website that nobody knows about because they're just copying from ringside news. No, everyone knows now. Look, including Grit. Oh, my comment has to get approved. Then Grit will know. Gino, this could be the best article about me. This... This Anil Chowder, he did a good job, this, this drug addict. He called me an icon, a sensation. He called me a superstar, I think. So I'm pretty sure I'm set and I'm timeless Tony Storm now. I'm going to be on the internet forever with articles like this. With us having multiple articles, especially one from Steve Kerr, multiple from Steve Kerr, whether or not we may or may not have connections with him that then let that snowball start rolling, oh, that has now stopped two knows. But at least we do have articles about you yep. somewhere. That's two snowmen right there, Gino. The Steve Carrier one and the other one I brought up. Gino, this has been going around. Uh, my favorite, Bully Ray, was tweeting about this tweet. You know, Bully Ray busted open radio, Gino. The show I listen to now because Canyon paid for my satellite radio. So I listen to only Sirius XM now. And look, you know, WrestleOps tweeted out, WWE has a job posting listed on its corporate website for a writer-producer. And this is now getting all these replies and jokes, Gino, big memes. Because it's going right alongside Cody Rhodes getting robbed. So a lot of us are reading this thinking I can, I can fix it. Writer-producer for Stanford, Connecticut's WWE. If I get in now, I can fix WrestleMania. So, Gino, is that what you would do? If you apply to be writer-producer, what change do you bring to WWE? I immediately have us put fucking the amazing Dijak on the main roster and have him face Roman and have him beat Roman and have that story be completed by Dijak finishing the story. But that's because like, I feel Dijak's the man who deserves this title more than anyone who works harder than anybody. But Cody's obviously going to win this story. So, well, who needs this job and who deserves this writer-producer job is Rob Fee. Well, Gino, that's why they have a, the application process. So everything you just said, you want to keep that a secret till you get the job. Like when Obama wanted to help Russia but had an election coming up. And he told the guy, hey, one more. Once I got reelected, 
I'll have more f wiggle room, more freedom. So, Gino, get the job, then be a retard. So you think Dijak deserves the belt more than anyone? That's your funny bit tonight, this guy? I feel that Dijak has deserved with how much he's been able to ratio WWE and NXT. What do, you, what do you think ratio means in this context? The ratioing on his Twitter. His entire Twitter is all about how he is better than WWE and actually ratios them on a constant basis, showing his likes, his retweets, and his reposts. Are so how is, he, how is he ratioing WWE in your mind? What does that mean to you? That is his Twitter, the Twitter ratio, the only ratio yeah. that matters at rest. So how is he ratioing WWE is what I'm asking. He's not. It's with his replies that he's been able to actually post and his way that he's been promoting and pushing for matches and things that WWE has been trying to be like, oh, look at him, but then his fucking likes and his retweets are bigger and have a large number no, of WWE tries were. to do the same thing. He gets like 100 likes on a tweet. Do you know, this guy doesn't have more anything than anyone. Now, he is posting a shitty punch a lot. So his way is to be like a part of the joke. Like, I know it's fake, and I know I suck at it, but this is my last main event, so let's post as many clips as I can. Let's get the reach out there. So Gino thinks this guy deserves the belt more than anyone, except you don't think that, Gino. You're just a fake. And we're sick of hearing you be a fake for years that you can't even play your little character successfully because you're so predictable now with how shitty you are. Here, but look who I found, you know, Sarah Schreiber. What the fuck? I thought this girl was dead. Reeling NXT, where Ilya Dragunov, our NXT champion, just retained. Why is she on NXT? They're wasting her. Look, here's Gino's idea of a champion right here. Look. You want to play my game, showcasing, huh? So he's like a lamer Matt Cardona. I've had it. Look. Enough. You like pain? Let me give you some pain, Joe Casey. Oh, my God. That was it. Well, that I'm backstage. I think Sarah Schreiber might be the champion in that video, Gino. Gino, Justin Sane on Rumble says, uh, did Kayla ever release that bombshell, buddy? Gino, where's the bombshell? Remember I broke a girl's collarbone in 2007? Uh, attempt battery with severe bodily harm, and she was going to release the results of my background check? I know she probably realized that after seeing that Kevin Scampoli is who he is, and he presents this publicly, she realized, oh, this bombshell that I found about your past is something you talk privately and proudly about, so it's not private. So it's not like she could do anything. So she thought it was something more. Then she realized, oh, that's who this guy is. And he, she realized, okay, there's nothing I can do, and she's moved on. God, she let me down. She disappeared. She gave up. She deleted everything, which when I'm with her, I'm going to teach her that's how not to be. We don't give up. We never surrender. Gino, look at this, though. Dijak, right? This is the guy we were talking about. Gino loves Dijak. He's not kidding. He's not playing a character. He has loved Dijak for years. So when Dijak became another Matt Cardona, became another Zack Ryder a couple years ago, Gino ate it up. That's what he wanted. So, but also, Dijak was, he used to be Grayson Waller. He used to tweet things that made you go, was he supposed to tweet that? Does the company know? Now, no one's thought about a Dijak tweet in years. Now, Grayson Waller is the one we follow. But look at this tweet. Look, Gino. Dijak tweeted this two days ago, uh, four days ago. Some douchebag at the airport just called me T-Bar. And not only did I resist the urge to punch him in the face, I actually signed his stupid figures. <laughs> and took a picture with him, too. If that's not a true NXT champion, I don't know what is. 
So this is cute, you know? It's almost like in character. If he didn't... In- <laughs> I would take it more seriously if he didn't include that he signed his toys and took a picture with him. So is that his way of telling us, you know, that he's a nice guy in real life? And he's faking the tweet, right? The guy's not a douchebag at all. He took pictures with him. Yeah, he's not a douchebag at all, but he has to stay in character social media-wise to know that if someone calls me fucking T-Bar, I have to say, like, I'm fucking pissed. I want to kill this kid and knock him out with a real fucking straight right hand. But you know what? No, I've got to resist that in this tweet and say, like, I am just such a professional, and I deserve this more than Elia, who's never had to fucking have any real suffering and any real pain, had to go through shit like having to be a fucking character like T-Bar and have this fucking humiliation all over him and have like to try to rebuild himself and now he's Dijak and he's trying to prove that Dijak's better but everyone keeps not trying to fucking remind him oh T-Bar you were T-Bar you were just a guy in a mask you were a loser you were Antifa before Antifa yeah. ended up being cancelled as a fox and now he's just proving that he is better he deserves this push Tucker Carlson was cancelled because of Fox they're on the other side you know you're getting it backwards again well, I think I like Dijak after this tweet look at that so he's trying, yeah, he's trying to be a tough guy, mean guy. But he's like, I signed all his toys and took a picture with him. We love Dijak now. Look at him. He's like the wall, Gino. No, he's like Berlin. So he should have the wall with him. This guy's like Alex Wright after he dyed his hair, huh, Gino? Is that why you like him? And I've always been a fan for four years, ever since I did see him in Ring of Honor when he was just Donovan Dijak. And I thought, Dijak, this is a guy that can be fucking anything. He actually has the skill and this ability. You're like, oh, this big guy shouldn't be able to do this. He was like Luke Harper, but almost better than Luke Harper. Then Keith Lee and them have their best friendship. And we were have some of the most banger matches together. But now he's been have this great match with Joe Gacy right here. Just this Saturday. So we can all get wrapped up in this little bit on Twitter about don't call me T-Bar. But, you know, it's also a reminder that he was T-Bar. And T-Bar is one of the worst things that ever happened because of him. He walked around grunting, and so did Mace. And neither one will ever recover from that, in my mind. But you just think it's funny? It's because that Dio Madden himself, Mace Masse, Mace and D Madden, has actually said on the podcast at one time when he was discussing like his past, he said that backstage, Vince McMahon one week said... Vince loves the grunt. You got to keep doing that. You got to be more like animalistic. You have to be more like like dogs. And so they were like, okay, we got to play this up. We got to be more like rabid dogs. And then that next week when they were playing up being more like rabid dogs, Vince said like, what the fuck was that all about? That was stupid. Why are you doing that? Even though, again, week before that, he said he loved that. So, again, they've been lied to by Vince. They were just trying to do their job. Yeah, he was grunting a lot more than one week. This guy was grunting for months, and he was fucking terrible. It's all he did. It was full promos. Muscle Valley being a little midget, cutting a shitty promo in English. And then grunting men at either side of him. So, yeah, this guy will never be good. Look at him. This is him. So, Joe Gacy still has potential. He's got Vleety's vibes. But this Dijak guy, true shit. And, Gina, we're following Baron Corbin to NXT. And we're going to ignore Dijak while we're there for Baron. Gina, look who else might be coming. Legendary referee. Claims his name came up in AW production meetings. How many legendary referees can you think of, Gino? Who do you think this is? And this is obviously Aubrey Edwards' favorite referee because she was Lady Hebner, Earl Hebner. Oh, I wish, Gino. See, when you think legendary ref, Earl Hebner is like the only one. Maybe even his son. Dave's his brother. Who's his son? 
don't know. Well, the Hebners come to mind, but look, it's the ECW legend, Gina. Bill Alfonso. Look, he was on. Wait, what? He was on RVD's podcast? We didn't watch this? So he said, I was on a show four or five months ago. A guy came up. To, he's working still. Gina, remember when Tyler didn't know who Bill Alfonso was? He said he went to sleep watching ECW, and he woke up and some guy, quote, had a whistle. That was actually a really sad time to hear. But then, again, him just being a legendary, a legendary referee is true. But he is a manager of champions, and that's what you should always be remembering and being called. He is the manager of champions, not just a legendary referee. So even this article doesn't know the manager. I don't know that he ever called himself that, you know, but I'll trust you. So he was now on a show. His grit and says Lil Natch is better. No, Bill. Well, maybe. Lil Natch is a legend. And he did it in WCW where it was really hard to be likable. So, look, a guy came up to me. His name was QT Marshall. Oh, no. QT Marshall. This is what he was doing. And he worked for Tony Khan, said Bill Alfonso. He was like in the office. So it's funny, this guy, Bill Alfonso, talks about QT Marshall like Tyler talks about Bill Alfonso. Yeah, some fat guy. Uh, I don't know. He had like a towel around his neck. QT something. Your name came up in a production meeting. My name is QT Marshall, he said. I said, oh, great. What do I do? He said, just hold on. So I held on. I saw him two or three months later. He said, hey, Fonzie, your name came up again in another meeting. That's two times. So if you want to drop my name and Tony Khan, see what's going on, I don't mind. So that was a lot weird grammar at the end. But yeah, Gina, with RVD coming in, Bill Alfonso, Sabu even came in. So yeah, Bill Alfonso must be getting name dropped. We need him, Gino. Bill Alfonso falls into that alternate wrestling history that's being forgotten by Peacock and the network. We need an Ernest Miller in, in AEW. We, like we had a Tully Blanchard, Gina, like we had a Bret Hart, a Jake Roberts, and hopefully a Bill Alfonso. These are important names that are being neglected. Well, at least Ernest Miller did show up in TNA to help the director of authority to get his position right, know how you do the job right. But then we do hopefully get to see Bill Alfonso. But with QT Marshall no longer being in the office, he might, again, Tony Khan, now his few people he does listen to, might not even talk about Bill Alfonso or put his name out there like QT was probably trying to forcefully bring up to be like, we need Fonzie here. Now no one else will care about him as much as QT did. Gino, we missed Hugh Josh's donation. Look, he told Equitas, donate 50 bucks. I already donated. But Equitas is the one who already donated. You just never said shit. He's lying, Gino. One of these people are lying saying to donate $50. So hopefully one of them did donate 50 in some way, shape, or form. Not no. just $2 to say, like, I made a donation. No, Equitas is the only one who did out of those two, and it was just $2. So, yeah, this Rumble, these Rumble people are pathetic tonight, Gino. This makes no sense. I don't understand what's happening to these people not wanting to support this show and this amazing content you're getting yeah. for free. And then Equitas said, donate these nuts in your mouth. Something a white name would say, huh? Okay, this is just very sad and disrespectful. Mm -hmm. We are all about loving everybody here, but Dark Lord Equitas and Huge Ass or whoever is saying this stuff to him is just very confusing. Maybe it's we turn sad. it all off now, huh? Not only did Equitas not send 50 bucks... Huge ass didn't send 50 bucks, and they both missed the workout today. So they're both bums, Gino, just like you missed the workout. 
Miss and I had stuff going on today. I was just very sad and emotional. I was just in my feelings today because of Scott DeMore, but at least I'm better. Imagine how I must have felt, Gino. I was in my feelings today. 12 rounds. We do 12 rounds a day, Gino. And nothing gets the tears going like a good two-round warm-up. And I could tell you again, have that true connection to your workouts. And you're almost in that point. That you could be addicted to workouts like that one runner did that ended up dying yeah. because of his love for it. You might yeah. end up being like him. And I'm very sad if that does end up. One happen. of these days on Discord, Jigs is going to be at All the all the Elite Wrestling at like 9 p.m. saying he's still going. He won't stop. I can't stop Kevin. I'm going to be working out all fucking day till I'm dead, Gino. And look. 12 rounds ain't enough. This is my phone, and these are my workouts we did. Look. We open with four rounds of flow, Gino. And that's our idea of a warm-up now. And then look at this combo flow had us do. One, two, slip, slip. Three, two, slip, slip. Five, two, three. So the reason Flo gets treated as our warm-up is because in between combos, he'll have us do this shit. Look, squat pulse. And he's just standing there. He's not even doing it. So output's always a little lower with Flo, which makes him our warm-up rounds. Then once we're warmed up, here comes PJ. Or Tommy. Look what PJ had us do. Six five six five two one two one. One power coast. Three and four. Turn the hit. Eight rounds. One two six two three two. That's why you're not going to stop. Ready. Gino, how's Crunch Fitness? It's, it's been doing well. I'm glad to still support this amazing business as it's still thriving with all the amazing people. There. You meet any friends there, Gino, at the machines? Currently not been meeting any friends. I've just been using these machines and then just going right back to work. You still do, doing the stepper? The step machine? The step master, that actually has fucked me up once and I need to get back to really getting on that stair master. Oh, Gino, you pulled something? You have a, a Achilles injury? I did at one point like last week, but it's a lot better now. I can actually walk perfectly so I can get back on there that stair master. So you're back on the stair. You took a week off then. Uh, there were days that I didn't do the stairmaster, but I was at least doing the cycle. I was doing the bike. That's what I went back to was the bike, and now I'm going to go back to that stairmaster. Wow, so you do this on lunch break? I do it either on lunch break or if I have time while I'm waiting for a ride, I can do it right there. But See, now yeah. I've been working like these later shifts where it's closed after like uh, certain times. So I can't just go in there after midnight like Damn. I wish I could. Damn, so Gino paid his annual fee at a gym that's right next to his work so that on your break you could go do a warm-up, then leave the gym. Yes, then go right back to working just right on time within that 30-minute break that I have, which yeah, is just sad. I need more time. Yeah, those machines are for warm-ups, you know. Those aren't workouts. But at least it's doing something that's slowly burning calories, so I'm just making sure I'm having a less calorie that I need every single day and then burning that out every oh, single no, day. Burning in calories is hard, you know. A nice 30-minute daily burn would only burn like 180. So they're not burning like you think they are. But at least I know the human body does burn about like a thousand, a little bit over a thousand every single day just by naturally going about its day. So with more stuff being no. done, that at least will slowly let me be able to burn more and more. 500 and don't include those in your math. That's a given for everybody every day just by breathing, just by blinking. So you're not getting credit for those. We all get those. Those are freebies. Let's go. Let's go. Believe this shit, Equitus. 
Equinus sent five bucks and said, burn, baby, burn. Equinus, bring up your fucking camera with your heavy bag right now. You're doing this combo. I want a five, three, six, four, one, one, one. I want a fight camp right now. Gino, Gino, you have a job. Let's get you into drugs. If you get super high, you're going to love working out. I, I don't know if I'll get into drugs. I mean, if I get into anything, I get like fat burners and drugs like that that I can just cheat to lose weight. Those don't even really help. But if they're stimulants, you can feel good still, Gino. So we'll get you super high on drugs, and we'll get you a lot of caffeine. That one, one, one ain't good. He's going to throw up more like me. Look at this, you know, eight rounds. That was just round four. Then here we are in round six, coasting our ass off. Round seven, Gino, we're boxer bouncing. Keep it funky. I can't wait Keep it light. The and I'm flooding, so every time I bounce, there's just water squirting up in the air from under the mat. Shit, this pain is You gotta have a good fight camp workout session in a flooding condo. It's amazing. I've now done it three times. Equinus, you got a good flood going on? It smells awful. It smells like a litter box. Gino, you like wet carpet? I don't like wet carpet. I had to deal with that when I had that fucking frozen pipe burst. It was very sad. See, isn't it terrible? That must be what's happening, Gino. My pipes are frozen. But I'm still going in, Gino. I don't miss a day. We haven't missed a workout or a stream since we started either one, Gino. We're unstoppable. So Bill Alfonso is waiting. We hope we'll get to see him. Is it too late? Because obviously RVD doesn't need Bill Alfonso, Gino. And then if he's not going to be with RVD, what's the point? Sabu's not coming back. It, Bill Alfonso's not a name to stand on his own, is he? And sadly, he's not a name to stand on his own, especially without QT to really pro try to push his name in there anymore. So now Tony Khan has to, we have to hope somebody speaks to Tony Khan's ear and be like, we need Fonzie here today. But how could it go? Like, we have Jeff Hardy trying to get on the show. Like, what's Bill Alfonso going to offer us? And, you know, what's Swerve doing so right that Jeff Hardy did so wrong? Why does Swerve make it work, stay full-time, stay important, and no other wrestler in AEW can pull that off, male or female? Because Swerve is an actual true mogul who has all these fingers and all these different bots. He's making it be successful as music career, his fashion, all the stuff that he's connected to and being connected he will be a part of to really make his brand as Swerve Strickland be bigger than anyone else. You're a genius. You're, that was the right answer, Gino. B21 Discord wrote, at Gino, I just received a full background report on you. And oh, buddy, buddy, now it all makes sense. Look, he says, I'm going to keep it for a rainy day. And you know what? I think it's raining outside. So maybe today's the day. So watch out, buddy. All right. That's what she said to me. That's what Kayla Braxton said to me, Gino. Now B2 is doing that to you. Do you think Kayla Braxton doxing me is why I'm flooding? Do you think people are sabotaging me? 
I don't think it has anything to do with you. I'm sure it either is just how much rain was going on for you, or it is some for tankless water heater, pipe burst and flood like I had with the pipe frozen oh, and burst. Dude, you know, the water heater's on the other side of this wall, and the big first puddle started right here under now this carpet. Black has grit and says Geo is a rape baby rapist. If it's the water heater, we're set, you know. There's no, once that empties out, there's no new water. We turned off all the fuses on that long ago, so... We just gonna let that flood once and we're set. Gino, look at this. Remember TNA? Look, here's TNA wrestling. We don't like this anymore, right? I don't follow at this is TNA, whatever that is. Without Scott Demore, we're not supporting this company until they earn it back. But Gino, look, they tweeted a video called Today in TNA History. The Hardys face the revolution. Inside six sides of steel. What the fuck? So whatever that means, right? But look at how great this clip looks. Look at how good Jeff Hardy was. Jeff Hardy, sitting on a cage door, is going to take a bell to the head. He's going to fall to the ground. How could this look good, right? Wrestling's fake and... I'm dying. Wrestling's fake and lame. But everything looks good. The bell hitting his head looks good. The way he falls off the door looks great. Like Jeff Hardy might have been better than Shawn Michaels. We can finally admit it. And this clip is Exhibit A. Oh, my God. Gino. This must have been right before EC3 ruined everything, huh? Let's watch this again, Gino. So look at, what's, look at what happens here. Isn't that Matt hitting him? This is bad, Josh. This is bad. Oh, James Storm. Look at how hard he hit him in the head with a cowbell. That was real. This is bad. Looks like an Eddie Edwards headbutt. And then look at how he hits the steps. Look at this fall. No, no, no. He, and I know to like the untrained eye like Gino or you guys, that looked like it hurt. But to a trained eye like mine or Shawn Michaels, that was painless. Uh, to, to a Jeff Hardy, a Kevin Scampoli, a Shawn Michaels, a yay, a Jesus, a Hitler. Like this is just... Literally riding your own momentum down, bouncing off, no resistance. That feels good. Do you know that's how I score a touchdown when we play football? When I run into the end zone, I do a little dive in on my back, roll to my feet. He could be standing right here at the end. This is fake. He's just so good at it. God, wrestling's the best. Ric Flair would never do that. What a moment. God, I hope it's okay. A horrific oh, scene. Man. That was bad, Josh. Ew, was that Abyss? Hold on. Oh, Abyss. At least that guy's gone, Gino. We hate him, but Jeff Hardy. Can we get him back? Maybe we get Jeff Hardy back. Works with Frankie Kazarian. And it's like Scott Demore never left. All right, now Frankie has to go through this big key of run since he tried to kill Eric Young, so Eric Young has to avenge that amazing attack that Frankie had, where people are still wondering why Frankie, why, more than why, mellow why, to what he did to trick.
But at least here, the revolution, we had James Storm Abyss and the great Sonata together and try to have this big moment where James Storm was a killer when he killed Mickey James at a subway station or a train. Had this big moment where, like, this person is a sadistic piece of shit. Why is he getting this moment? And then he tried to kill Jeff Hardy like that with Abyss by his side to kill the Hardy name was great. I want Willow back, too. What the fuck? Jeff, anything Jeff Hardy's great after seeing that clip. And Gina, look at this other clip on this Twitter account, Kevin Scampoli. So I had, and then look at this. I mean, oof. this is from Grapple Clips. They have great stuff, Gino. We always see Grapple Clips clips. So they'll just edit a match down. You've seen it. Hulk Hogan in Japan's a good one. He's doing real moves. No one can believe it. Well, this was when Owen Hart died. And Bret Hart and Benoit had a Owen Hart tribute match. Gino, do you kids even know this happened? And I do know this happened. I know this is one of the few things that WCW gave to Chris Brown. I'd be like, we could give you this match and you could stay with us before you go to WWE. Like there was a pull contract. They did try with him, Gino, at the end. They tried with Chris Benoit. They gave him the belt and it wasn't enough. He still claimed he was being held back as world champion. He left as champion. How fucked up was that? He beat the Millennium Man Sid and was still bitching on his way out. This midget who should, never should have got anything. But yeah, you know, it's always weird when something good happened in WCW. This is one of those things. So you got to kind of remind yourself, wait, this guy isn't WCW. He hated it. He was held back by them. He left. That's Chris Benoit. And this guy isn't WCW either. This is a WWE legend. So, of course, they can make something great. WCW sucks, not them. It's a wrestling family running right over Benoit. Red Watch this close, Jordan Grace. Great maneuver. That's the one stain on Jordan Grace's career is when she talks shit about Benoit. Because she's a girl and thinks murder matters. Now, when you're talking about wrestling, you better shut the fuck up about Benoit. He's an easy victim. He murdered someone. And look, if she watches this, she won't even believe that part. What? They did that in the 90s? In 99? The kick out into the Boston Crab? I thought we invented that. My shitty faggot husband. My midget husband. No, everything that you think's good about wrestling now, we did back when wrestling was actually good, you shitty wrestlers. And I, I had to, like, you hear Dave Meltzer say, the sport's evolved so much in the last five years. And he's just trying to praise AEW. But AEW never showed me anything new. I had ECW as a kid, I had those matches. And Ring of Honor didn't even evolve the business. The best matches are still in the late 90s. So as far as the style of wrestling that existed then, matches were as good as they are. you think they are now. They were better then. They actually were bu- done by guys who wanted it to look like a real match. Can you believe that? Believe me, nothing today can match anything Benoit ever did. Let alone Bret Hart. Look at this. Ropes. These two. Time, rolls through and almost I'm sorry he hate me. You're a Trovo subscriber. You should not have been turned down during that grit. Bret Hart was saying recently that he credits CM Punk for people still knowing who he is. Which I guess means he feels snubbed by the machine. That's why he's in the alternate history of the Tully Blanchards. That AEW opened up when they came to light. The Jake Roberts is. The Southern history. 
Look at that reversal. Fucking sharpshooter into the crippler. Crossface. Look, the three amigos, but by the guy who could do it right. One suplex, he tried again. Snapped him again. Still holding on. Still hooking on. Gonna try to what wrestling time. was. Furthest corner. Is this what Dynamite thinks it is? This is what Hangman and Swerve thought they were doing tonight, huh? This is what Tony Khan thought he booked. Not quite. You had Sting, though. Oh, shit. Suplex City. We didn't know what we had. Bischoff didn't even know what he had, though. Look at this reversal. Going for the crossface. Turns it into a sharpshooter, Gino. That was for you, Owen. And yeah, now we got to hear today. Jonathan Gresham is the best wrestler in the world. Kenta is the second best. Okada. It's like none of those guys are any good. We had good wrestlers in all the companies, Gino. Even Perry Saturn was good in my day. And that's the thing. Like Chris Benoit is one of the best at presenting violence. That was one of his big words. And it actually was something that he was all about. He showed the amazing violence that he could present as well as the technical wrestling he could do. But the whole thing is, like, as they say, the whole everything is a different flavor of ice cream. Every type of match is different than anything else. There's different formulas to have a great version of this type of match or that type of match. And everything no. is different. That's why wrestling is great is because of how different it really is. They're all the same. You know, it's the same stomp punch. You can go to Africa and watch kids in the dirt do it. It's the same thing. Ask Jordan Grace. Now, Gino, look, here's Matt Cardona. There's a few of these guys. So, you know what? Maybe it's good that Benoit's dead. Maybe it's good that Eddie's dead. Maybe Mick Foley should be dead. So Matt Cardona's wearing a fuck Mick Foley uh, vest of some kind, which is great. There's Chelsea Green looking like a rebel, huh? They look like they're right out of Warhammer 40K in this pick. So he's setting up a Mick Foley feud. And Mick Foley, you know, he was the best. We never would have guessed he, his injuries were so mental that he would be this retarded this many decades later. A lot of you are distracted by his waddle when he walks. I'm distracted by him being a libtard idiot who kills babies. And then lecturing us like we're the bad side of history. So this Matt Cardona, though, look what he did. So he's got a fuck Mick Foley shirt and he wrote, if Mick Foley is really having one last match, and it's a death match, because that's been the story going around. Mick Foley says he's losing 100 pounds to have one more death match. So it's like <laughs> Matt Cardona says there is only... One person who should be his opponent. Me, the deathmatch king. And he might be right, you know. I think I can put my differences with Foley aside for one night, right? Like, I hate him. Kane hates him. Undertaker hates him. But we'll watch Matt Cardona beat him, right? Especially if GCW realized that we need to go to the ECW arena again like they did for this match when Matt Cardona came out to a version of Enter Sandman to his song mixed in with Downstate. Having this moment where we have the Deathmatch King against Mick Foley and saying, fuck you to AEW, we don't need that shit in this mainstream, we need a GCW with Matt Cardona, because the other name that Mick Foley mentioned in the Foley's pod is either he wants to wrestle Matt Cardona or John Moxley, because he Ew. didn't get that match that Davey set up for, because Moxley went too far overboard with the whole work that he was trying to do to make that match happen, so he wanted one or the other, and hopefully Matt Cardona is the one. 
Yeah, I'd much rather Matt Cardona than Mox. Probably both, though, right? Now, that story of... Uh, we lived it, you know. You didn't. You didn't watch wrestling back then. You just watched CM Pulse. But we lived through that whole Dean Ambrose or the Mox guy, because he wasn't Ambrose yet, right? And he was trying to work with Mick Foley. He was yelling at him in public, and these clips were going around. And it was like, wow, they... This indie guy that everyone loves, like, this is interesting. So later, though, Mick Foley made it a part of his act to say what really happened. There was no match between Foley and uh, Mox. And apparently Foley told Mox, don't talk about my family. And Mox ran away like a random idiot. And it didn't make sense. And Foley got his fa- feelings hurt because Mox still talked about his family. And it's like, you're a bitch. You ruined it. You were lucky to work with Mox, and we all even knew it at the time. We knew this indie darling was the future. So, no, he doesn't get to do it now. He's stuck with Cardona. Gino, you like Pap's Blue Ribbon? Look, uh, uh, Cardona's drinking it, so you like it. I did actually enjoy some PBRs, but B-double-O's are even better than that. The Bud Light Limes, and he was also rapping back in the WWF days. But really what I'm all about is this match, because if Mick Foley does not choose Macaron, it doesn't become Macaron, it's sadly going to be fucking his son-in-law, Frank the Clown, that gets to get his death oh, match against geez. his father-in-law, Mick Foley. Yeah, we know him from the, the what's her name? It's the daughter from the daughter videos, okay? We know about him, Gino. Noel Foley. Look, the Z True Long Island story. Remember this logo? I I had this on a shirt, Gino. The internet champion. Why does he have an Enzo wig? Long Island IC, Zack Ryder. Hey, Persia, get a room. Remember that? We saw that when it happened, Gino. The return of Z Long Island story. We loved it. Gino, there's an MJF release coming up. Not another blockbuster Hollywood movie, right? Although, no, he's a Jew. He's got one coming. But this is a wrestling thing. So, look, Gino, this is not AEW, though. This is from PW Insider TV. Let's see what they're trying to sell us. Don't you miss him? Look at him. What? You know, he didn't tell me he was the CCW champion. He was a part of Combat Zone Wrestling. A lot of great names of today are in there. From Joe Gacy, who I thought was a fucking maze. He got to make some nice callbacks to his days in Combat Zone Wrestling against Jack, And it's still the lose. And now MJF, hopefully this is like him coming back to Combat Zone Wrestling to lose in a big death match. We need him back. Anywhere. Look at that, Gino. Look. On pay-per-view and on demand. Scars, scarves, and scars. And you know it. So this is like when TNA puts out a CM Punk DVD, huh? So CCW is using their MJF footage and capitalizing on the name he's become. They're putting out a special. How do we watch it, Gino? 
I mean, I'm guessing it's going to be on some type of iPay-Per-View that we could watch in any time. And order. There we go. See, order on pay-per-view right there. Look at that. But where, Gino? How do I get it? I guess we got to find it on this website that CZW wants to put up that we can order at some point in time to see his amazing highlights, even though it's probably easy just to find every single match that they're going to put on there anyway. We're getting it, Gino. MJF, scars and scarves, right? But no, wait. We like him when he's in shape. Is that going to be fat MJF from years ago? It's going to be all forms of MJF when we get to see him with Ali Cat. When she was Ali Cat, not Ali Catch. Do you remember that MJF documentary that was made by that indie fan? And he was in character the whole time? And they went to his parents' house? Yes, the nice photos that were or were not of his family that we will never know because of all that nice real house that he lived in because it was a real MJF. Making MJF, this doc was the best. I think I watched this in Australia, Gino. When did this come out? 2018. So I saw it after the AEW scrum, and I was laughing, 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 Gino. Look at this. Kenny Johnson. My name is Kenny Johnson, and I've been making short documentaries on the world of independent professional wrestling. Yeah, so he's like the independent beyond the mat. He's the Gino beyond the mat for several years. The, great, the greatest thing about indie wrestling Look, Gargano. It's been my goal to show a unique side to this craft and tell the stories of the women and men. In the chat, Hugh Jass says, I hate how Gino says lose, including loser. Isn't it the worst? It's his crutch, and he's a loser. He shouldn't get to call other people that. Behind these larger-than-life characters. Oh, look, there's Zack Sabre Jr., Gino. Didn't you just say my name? You literally said, here with MJF. So I'm um, now going to have to repeat what you just said. That's great. That's cute. Recently, I was working on a project profiling various talents on the independent level. Yeah. And I had the unfortunate privilege of interviewing one of its youngest prospects. I bet MJF was so cool back then. Now he's lost. Now he couldn't even control that. Or excuse me, he couldn't even be controlled by that uh, fiance. My name's Max. I think he beat her ass. Well, Jacob Friedman. What does independent wrestling mean to me? Hmm. Nothing? <laughs> I'm like nothing you losers have ever seen before. Uh, Gino, this was my era. Look, 600,000 views. So, Gino, around this time, I had the MJF on Rosie O'Donnell video, the number one upload of it, and it was me talking over it. <sighs> We'd have millions of views by now. What I care about is making sure that when everybody goes home, and it was fucking hilarious, they understand one thing: it's that I'm better than you. And you know and it. You know it. How's that, Kev? Kenny, but shut up. He's always been this character. Was that the real person, or just a larger-than-life character? But that's the thing, Gino. This exposes the business. It's a larger-than-life character. 31 minutes of breaking the character down. So, look, MJF goes to his family house and shows photo albums and old stuff. But then it ends up being that that's not his house. And those aren't his parents. And that's the joke. But it is. On my way back to my car, I approached a neighbor that actually lived across the street from Max. The Friedman family, do you? Have you ever met them before? you know anything about them? Uh, the Friedman family? 
No, they don't they don't live there. <laughs> I know who you're talking about though. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what kind of house he has? I know who you're Some, Something really big. I heard it's like <laughs> something way down there. It's all the way. Yeah, he's super rich, okay? Yeah. Some, something really big. I heard it's like something way down there. It's all the way to the private area. Yeah. It's not like in this neighborhood. I've heard of the Friedman family though, because they're so rich. Maybe I was just being paranoid, but something about this whole situation seemed off to me. Was Max hiding something? So two days later, after interviewing him, I did a little research on the house that we filmed at. Oh, we're halfway through. This is when it all turns around. And I found this. Oh, no. Max's house was for sale. Oh, it's a mystery now. But look, here he is in the house. And I remember going to my room, and my college roommate was waiting for me there, and I was just in a funk, man. And uh, my roommate was like, what's up, man? What's wrong? And I just said, like, I, this isn't for me. I know what I need to do. Oh, he quits the college football team. And the coaches tried to stop him. They tried to get him to stay. Be a professional wrestler. And my roommate looked at me, and he paused, and he left the room. And uh, that wasn't a good sign for me. The, Whoa, look uh, at how young he looks. His hairline's almost normal. It turns out he narked on me, and uh, you he, know. You, so you'll have to see all that in context. You know, the best improv you'll see from Max is in that movie. But you know, look at other movies coming. Chris Jericho has a role in Self Storage. Are you ready for this? And I'm ready for anything with Chris Jericho that involves him being away from wrestling. So at least he has a role in this Self Storage film. So hopefully, it gives him time away from wrestling. Is this the same self-storage that there's trailers online for? Let's see. So that there's a horror movie called Self. This can't be the same movie. A trailer from a year ago starring Jonathan Silk. Let's see. Let's see who else is in this one. So Chris Jericho, renowned for his achievements. Look, they're typing about him on Ringside News. Like that other dirt sheet was talking about me. So renowned for his achievements in wrestling. It is not limited to the ring. Look, he has a track record of successful reinvention. He's the pain maker, Gino. According to Deadline, Jericho has landed a role in the movie ad adaptation. Uh, Bone and Sing his novel, Self Storage. The film features Lou Temple. Who's that? And the lead role of John. Let's see that who that is, Gino. Let's see who else is in it. Lou Temple. Who spells? Oh, that guy looks cool. Jericho might be able to muscle him out. Kill him with kindness. Take his role. Wait till you see what the movie's about, Gino. It would be awesome if Jericho was the main, because look. So it's by, the movie will be executive produced by Jericho's Babyface Assassin, Assassin Productions. Oh, no. So Jericho has a production company like he's The Rock, and they're trying to make a movie. This is going to be terrible. Jericho is set to play a supporting role in the film. Here we got Billy Gunn and Dustin Rhodes in there, too. We might have to watch their trailer again. From their movie. It's that classic. So look. The storyline of self-storage revolves around a heroin addict father and his son who accidentally locked themselves inside a storage unit. How old is the son? That will really change how intriguing of a premise this is. But with how old Jericho is, if we can get him as the father, we can get the son old enough to, to matter. We get them locked in a self-storage unit. And have to talk about their problems. That's what me and my dad needed. I beat him up in his condo. I should have beat him up in a unit somewhere. Their survival becomes dependent 
on battling real and drug withdrawal-induced demons. Doesn't that sound so great if Jericho's the main? Instead, Jericho's going to be like a locksmith. Anyone in there? Like He's going to be knocking on it every few minutes. It's Chris again. The film centers on a heroin addict father and his son. Yeah, we just read that. In addition to self-storage, Chris Jericho has ventured into other acting projects, such as Country Hearts and your favorite, Gino, Terrifier 2. So, oh, I hope he has a bigger role than that, Gino. It's his production company making self-storage, so I expect big things. And I expect him to be fully dressed up because, as the little blurb had, we have real demons as well. So he's going to be fucking goth up, look like a real demon that these two have to suffer through in this story. Too. So he gets this supporting role as a demon, just like in Terrifier 3, he gets to be the first kill from Art the Cloud, which is going to be even bigger and a better movie than this self-storage movie. Jericho, uh, Gino, I called you Jericho. There's so many self-storage trailers, and none of them are what we want. They're all from 10 years ago. You're, they're all horror slashers. We can't talk about this movie till they have footage. What the fuck? But we support it, like Dakota says. We gotta support Jericho so we can get the Painmaker movie. So, Gino, weren't we getting a comic book of that first? Is that out yet? How do we get our Painmaker movie? Remember? Isn't he a superhero that's intergalactic? He is a anti-hero that we're gonna have the super intergalactic anti-hero that he is gonna have comic books based around. But first, he does need to make sure that his acting role is presented and he can continue on. So we do have to get fucking Terrifier 3 done. He has to take all this time with self-storage to really become this demon character. He gets to be the side character too, and then he becomes the pain maker. Damn, look at this, Gino. Jericho working with author of The Walking Dead for self-storage. Who was that, George R.R. R. Martin? Who the hell's working on this? He's, look, uh, Jay Bonanzinga. So that's his, whatever, Rob Fee. That's his Rob Fee, like Bray Wyatt had. According to Deadline, the film is based on the novel. So now we got to read this book, Gino. Maybe we can get a good video game with Jericho in it out of this movie. We need a self-storage game. And then we can get a player model that fits a little better. Gino, hopefully Fazio's on, Fazio. Hopefully Fozzie's on the soundtrack. And I'm sure he'll be able to put one new tra song or even just a Jericho acoustic song to really fit that just is perfect for this story, the self-storage, this issue within yeah. the internal demons and the real demons that are within this film. I feel it. I'm going to cry. I love a good heroin movie. And if Jericho could play the addict, I mean, that's, I guess Phil Brooks has the look more, but Jericho can pull it off. He's a better actor. Gino, look, our favorite girl tweeted. Look at this. Uh-oh. Doesn't that look like a girl tweet? You should probably just type this in a notepad and screenshot it. I mean, this is a lot of text. This might be our new copy pasta to replace all our Tyler Spida copy pastas on Discord. So Maria Canellis Bennett tweeted out a long paragraph. And look at this. There's some relevant stuff she brings up here. Not relevant anymore, but just if you've been paying attention to her for the last decade or so. So you might remember Maria and her husband were in WWE. And Gino, this was like big for the Genos and the Vleetieses. Vleeties was psyched. And we had Maria and Mike in WWE. And their big story was that she was cocking him, right? Wasn't she an abusive wife? 
that eventually became at first they were just truly in love with each other and they just couldn't have a, get enough of their love so they would have matches at least they'd be booked to match but they would just love each other and be with each other and they would not even have the match and then eventually it was a cucking angle and she would win the 24 7 time while she was pregnant and then she just gets released and so does mike so they didn't even get to finish the story of her when she was pregnant have her baby you must be talking about something you saw in nxt I only saw them when they got called up briefly. So remember this awesome entrance, though? This was so random and goofy. Remember this? Look, here we go. The power of love or whatever. Look. Remember? Great. This was fun. So yeah, in, instead of them vampire, like is he glamming me? Being this over-the-top couple that was in love, is they my son they were a like, like, is he glamming? You me? keep being an over-top faggot, and she'll just turn into a cunt. You keep doing what you're doing though. <laughs> you're a big douchebag who's emasculated. Remember this, Mersh? Mersh sent two bucks and said, "Driving the knife into the flesh." That is a classic Gino hook. Look, Gino, here's their Tron. Remember this? Maria Canellis. I mean, this is so goofy and silly, but everything in WWE is. The real verdict comes years later. And here we are watching it and missing it. We want it back. It's all coming back to me, Gino. Look, this is when Seth and Becky were being a couple on TV. And it ended up being something with Lacey Evans. They had to work with her because Maria and Mike just didn't fit as well as they all hoped they would. So, look, here we go. Remember this career. Oh, Charlie. The best one, Gino. My forest mommy, Charlie Arnold, the Nazi. This girl won't even kill babies. She's such a Nazi. She's anti-abortion. Remember this cringe as fuck backstage interview, though? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my guest, the Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. Isn't this where Becky stood there doing sound effects for a while going, psh, psh, psh. Look, I think this is that. Look. And my other guest, the Universal Champion. She almost looks pretty. Well, that is very kind of you, as we saw Bron. All right, let's skip ahead to the sound effects. You maybe call it impulsive? Look. What, wait, impulsive? Look. Imp impulsive? I'm, uh, no, me impulsive? No. Bex, tell him I'm not impulsive. Him? Impulsive? Never. Oh my god. Oh, that's bad. And we punished Mike and Maria for that. These two should have been off screen. That belt should have been retired. Mike and Maria should have been the face of Raw after this. How fucking terrible is that? And we know exactly what they're going for. We can see that performance on the script, on the paper, and read it in our head and go, oh, they're going for an awkward little... It's a little over the top, a little silly, but it doesn't have to be this cringe. Him? Impulsive? Just say sucker and succotash already. Tell him I'm not impulsive. Can you imagine the after party after this Raw? Great job tonight, guys. Best show ever. Bex, tell him I'm not impulsive. 
Can we see them fuck, though? Seriously? God, don't you want to see them fuck, Gino? Not really. I don't want to see anybody fuck that I'm not in a committed relationship with. No, I want to see it. I'll trade that Drake video for these two. Impulsive? No. Bex, tell him I'm not impulsive. I bet she has skin tags and shit. <laughs> She's got a bunch of blemishes, blemishes down by the labia lapora. Impulsive? No. Bex, tell him I'm not impulsive. Him? Impulsive? Never. This is like Saved by the Bell, isn't it? I, I'm getting a Saved by the Bell Jesse Spano vibe from all this. <laughs> and then he's Screech, of course. Bex? Impulsive? Me? Him? Impulsive? Never. Oh, wait, wait. I don't agree with that at all. Doogie Dog says Seth Rollins has schmegma. No way. Wait, let's. He's definitely circumcised to shit. Him? Impulsive. We've seen his dick. What are you talking about? Come on. Get it together, Doogie Dog. Never. Oh, wait, wait. Why are we watching this? Oh, yeah, okay. So Mike and Maria interrupt. Why are we talking about Maria? Let me guess. She tweeted. So there she is. Maria's whole thing is she's really, really pretty and doesn't know it. That's, what, that's her thing. She doesn't know what's pretty about herself. But she knows people like something about her. So she ruins it. The, the, the lipstick, the hair, the makeup, the outfit. None of that accentuates what makes her pretty. Desperate, you two call. I have this great picture on the MacBook. Can we find it here? You got to see this picture, Gina. So Maria Canales, you can see her vagina. It's like a Christmas shoot. She's wearing a Christmas hat. That'll help me find it, right? She's uh, doing kind of like a Santa shoot. And for every picture, she's covering her vagina because the camel toe. But for one, she has her legs Indian style and she leans back for us. And you can see her vagina through the bottoms. Well, hopefully you do find this for your own self-deserving look. You just want to find this for yourself. And hopefully no one else tries to look for this picture, tries to put this for anyone else to see. Because they, she is a committed woman to her amazing husband of Mike Canellis. We don't need to see this. This is not something we should be seeing. They just had this shoot for themselves and was fucking locked out there. And someone fucking hacked her phone to show this. Is she, is she Santa all the time? It's just a bunch of Santa pictures. Maybe not. No, Gina, I'm doing it for you guys. I have it on the laptop for me. I want to find it for you now. What is this picture? Maria and Janny Canellis. Is that just what Canellis's look like? Because I don't think that's her. It's just another Canellis. And they all share the same ancestor. They're all inbred. Oh, this is the outfit, isn't it, right here? But this ain't the shoot. But this looks like... But she's wearing undies under it here. So it won't be a see-through. So, anyways, Gina, Maria Canales, you can find her naked pretty easily. But in this particular picture, it's great because you see her vagina, but you also see her not knowing what's pretty about herself. And she doesn't understand what makeup to use, and she just looks disgusting all the time, which she shouldn't because she's so pretty, right? All right. So that's her big flaw. Well, I wouldn't advise you lose my title. Look at her. She's trash. I find it a bit desperate, you two calling yourselves the first couple of WWE. The first couple of WWE. 
You because you're not. Yeah, no one says that. <laughs> I mean, you walk around here with your accolades and your title. I kind of miss her and my being this character. Look at this. This guy. So, do you know these people were on, what was it, NXT? What were you watching them on? And I was watching you know, for a short period of time, like a very short, they just had that very strong love that they had multiple angles. And I assumed it was like a match that Mike was going to have. They just had this love for them so much. And then it immediately just changed into Mike kind of being cocked and Maria just being pregnant. She wins the 24-7 title as a pregnant woman. I can't even find them on NXT. So this was all main roster where she yeah, they never, was pregnant. They were just Ring of Honor, then main roster. She became pregnant within that run, and then they get released after she wins the 24 So they got time. too much, really. Why even? Why are they even on Raw? Look, look, this guy's a jobber bum. We know who she is. They gave them too much of a chance, didn't they? But they've earned that chance because they were able to play off their characters well. This t true couple that you were able to be like, you know what, this is more entertaining than anything else that was going on. When Seth and Becky were going after fucking Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans for no reason just because they wanted to have Corporal Corbin or whatever, Constable Corbin, to have some form of authority in going after Seth because Seth was the guy that was going after the authority when he was the authority before. You know, very good storytelling, Gina. So I think what also a big part of this, too, is she gets pregnant during their run. So that puts an end to it all. But the whole thing was so embarrassing. So in the storyline, she's pregnant on TV. He's not the dad in the story. And, but, but then behind the scenes, there was drama. Like They invested in these two, and she didn't tell them she was pregnant till like later, and they think she knew before she told them. She was trying to protect her spot. So there was like real life drama and on screen humiliation as a result, which is what us marks thought we were seeing. Right here. She is to explain what went wrong with the run. All right. Long setup. Let's hope this was worth it. Right. Look at this tweet. Maria Canales now babbles on and on. She says there are a lot of reports about things that happened when I was in WWE. Most of them are just wrong. And this is her third grade level of writing that she does. Some are rumors circulated by loyalists of WWE. Bots. How come people aren't calling this out? She can bring up bots and it's okay. Tony Khan brings up bots. He's a meme, meme forever. He proves it. He's a bigger meme. But look. Or quote news organizations on the WWE payroll. That's an important part, Gino. So these dirt sheets, even especially ringside news, they're so biased. Ringside news will post quote news articles. That are just literally how to watch Raw, when it starts, how to watch it. It's like, that's not news. That's an ad for Raw. And we all, everyone on this site knows when Raw's on and how to watch it. But you're on the payroll. So you can just tell that they're controlling these dirt sheets and obviously they're doing it through the money. So she goes on to say, here are some facts. So she's going to make us face the facts like Slater or Kurt Hawkins. When I was, quote, released by WWE, this is long ago, the first time in 2010, my contract was up. Okay, we don't care about then, right? And I refused to sign for one-third of what my male contemporaries were making. When I went back, I was told by many people I trusted that WWE had changed. Hmm. WWE knew we were planning on adding to our family when we re-signed. Okay, that's new. So they don't say that part. That was big drama when she got pregnant in the middle of a top storyline. But look, she says, 
WWE knew we were planning on adding to our family when we resigned. Mike asked for his release. I did not. Mike never went to WWE rehab. I don't know any, what any of the context of this is. Mike never went to rehab, nor did they pay for any rehab. Hmm. We were lied to many times about our storyline and what direction it was going. I fought back against it to no avail. She loved it. She played a big cunt and know she is one. We were never paid millions of dollars in WWE. Well, I don't think anyone thought that happened. Look, we had the average contract for WWE for six months. An average of that time. Like, from just that time, the scale has changed. Look, because AEW blew up. Look, we are not millionaires, and we don't live in a mansion. I hope this helps pe people separate fact from fiction. So, Gina, what do you think triggered this whole paragraph? Nothing? What? She's letting this off her chest five years later? What's the point of this? This is just because a lot of bots and all these paid actors presented out on Twitter be like, oh, ask about this. She had to have been like fucking all this traction because of all these other people, these all elder allegations, try to make Vince Man look bad. So she wanted to finally put a step down, put the foot down, be like, hey, this is all that I experienced. This is all I went through. I didn't experience any of the shit that some of the other women went through that went through worse. Somebody's saying something. What? You think she's bragging about her story? No, she's she's saying she had it worse than anyone and that we have it wrong. That whole post is about how she got fucked over and lied to. And she's lying in it. Like, no, she definitely wasn't upfront about her pregnancy. Even if you say early on, we do want to have a family one day. When you got pregnant, did you tell them? When did you tell them? Did, did you let them know how urgent this was going to happen? Because they were writing you into the end of Raw. Mike, oh, she's retweeting her husband. Look, elevate those around you while you will elevate yourself. There is room at the table for everyone to eat. I love you. He's an idiot. Gina, you follow this guy on Twitter. Why do you like him so much? Mike Bennett has some of the most airheaded, empty-headed, dumb fuck Adam Page tweets you never saw. The guy is such a libtard fucking moron. The cuck he played in the storyline on Raw is literally the guy in real life. He's a big cuck. Yeah, my wife's naked everywhere, and I'm happy about it. That's his life. That's not just something he played. But, Gino, so you read this whole story about how they're owed rehab. They, got, they were up front. WWE wasn't. You see, oh, that was a hopeful story. And then all these bots, all these people are putting all this fake news out there. She wanted to tell you, okay, here's everything we experienced. So you guys trying to exaggerate, make it seem like we experienced worse than this. But no, this is all we experienced. No. And the company at least didn't pay as much as we could have, but they didn't pay us like all this no, money. No, no, no. What? No, she's saying, you think we got paid more than we did. You think we got rehab and we didn't. Look, we were lied to many times. I fought back. To no avail. And you think it's like a nice thing that things weren't as bad as we think. No. She's saying it's worse than you can imagine. We had the average contract for six months. We are not millionaires. We don't live. Who's even saying that? No one. I was never even picturing them in a Mick mansion. So, But the, the news that they're not in a real mansion does kind of cut deep. I feel bad for her. I hope this helps people separate fact from fiction. Here's a reply. I'm confused. Didn't Mike credit WWE for helping him? Yeah, didn't it come from him that he went to rehab? They didn't pay for rehab. He stayed on the road. 
So he lied, says Brandon. He said they helped him. The mi- oh, my God. Who gives a fuck? Gino, they got more than they ever deserved to get. What you're saying is true. It's just not what she's saying. You're right. They didn't get it nearly as bad as they think they did. They got favors just us seeing them on the screen. Lacey Evans did it better, though. And Lacey Evans proved we don't need no Maria. And we've never really needed the Maria, especially when she was with Santino. It should have already been moved on. We shouldn't have had that pairing. It should have just immediately gone to Beth Phoenix, and Beth would have had a better storyline and actually had a better relationship angle. And had it been more long-term, we didn't need the Maria shit. We could have moved on from that. And then we could have... the. I've always been a fan of Mike ever since he had a terrible bad match with Tanahashi. And I realized, you know what? If you could have a bad match with Tanahashi, with the ace, and then get a WWE contract, you know what? You're the fucking man that you could work this business and be able to make as much as you were able to by being a bad wrestler. So well, fuck yeah, weird. do it, Mike. I think I hate the real Mike and Canales in real life a lot. But the wrestler is better than Matt Taven. The wrestler is the best part of the, the whole devil group. He's better than Wardlow. He's better than even Adam Cole, probably. Look at him. He's bald. He's awesome. And him and his wife, these two should have had a better career, maybe. I, I'm so torn. I go from thinking everything was a big favor to him and they got more than they ever deserved to looking at him like, what went wrong? What the hell went wrong, Gino? This Mike Kanellis had it, didn't he? Uh, and he tried to have it. He tried to have the WWE style when he was in Ring of Honor, which is not what Ring of Honor was about. He tried to be like, I can be a WWE superstar, work this style against Tanahashi and have the worst fucking match in Tanahashi's career that I remember in recent years and still be able to make it out there, smell like roses, going to WWE, my dream job, oh. and then getting released after I asked so many times for my release. Look at how good we had it, Gino. Seth and Becky and love on screen. Maria and Mike in love on screen. And now look who brought us back to reality, Gino, here live. Anal shit rag. Anal rag shit roll said, if Rock lets his nephew win for clout, I'll be upset. Oh, God, I forgot we're stuck in this world, Gino. Where Cody won't finish the story. Where the everything sucks, Gino. We talked about it tonight. We covered more of The Rock ruining WrestleMania. We covered more. Of losing CM Punk, he's injured. Uh, every company's doing everything wrong. Do you know Deanna Perrazzo disappeared when she went to AW like everyone else does except Swerve. And the latest of it all, Gino, you know, TNA fired Scott Demore. We've done nothing but cope as hard as we can tonight, and I don't think we coped hard enough. But at least we will be able to move on from this sad night tonight because tomorrow is the WrestleMania kickoff conference where we're going to have Cody Rhodes choose Roman Reigns as his opponent for WrestleMania, and he will finish the story. And fuck the whole summer, uh, fucking Super Bowl, having this moment that they probably wants to have asking all the big players who is going to win the Rock versus Roman Reigns. They're going to have to ask who is going to win Cody and Roman Reigns. Gino, you're always there to show us the bright side. You're there to encourage us and keep us hopeful. You're keeping that impact title on your shoulder, even after what Anthem did to, to our hero, Scott Damore. You're wearing that cringe as fuck Bullet Club shirt, but that's okay, Gino. You got that hood on. You do the too sweet. You love wrestling, even on a road to WrestleMania like this one. So I will try to be inspired and feel the same way you do. And, Gino, we do have those CM Punk dolls coming and Larry. And you have your Deanna Peraza doll coming. It was supposed to be here last month, but it's still coming. 
And look, we still get The Rock, right? So even if we don't get Cody, we get The Rock. And at least we're not just incredible. You saw his leg falling off tonight, so that's always good. And Cody's there to cry with us. So if we're if The Rock takes our mania, Gino, and we're there crying, Cody will cry with us. And then Cody will get his moment and finish the story one more year when he beats and wins the Royal Rumble for a third time in a row and ties with Austin and then gets a big WrestleMania moment, but then has to win a fourth Royal Rumble to really completely finish the story and be better than Austin. So we never have to talk about Austin, Michaels, or any of the other multiple-time Rumble winners. Cody is going to be the history. Look, we're not this guy, Gino. We're not just incredible. We're not Marty Jannetty. We're going to be okay. We're not John Laurinaitis. We're not Vince McMahon. Look, we're not Dijak. Life is good, Gino. What are we complaining about? Oh, yeah. In a booth. This piece of shit, The Rock. Thought we just fucking got away from him. Thought we escaped him. No, Gino, everything's good. Look, the news talks about us. Look, Kevin Scampoli targeting WWE icon Bray Wyatt. Okay. Everything's good, Gino. No matter what happens at Mania. No matter where Scott Demore ends up. No matter how much weight Deanna Peraza refuses to lose, we still have our lives. We still have HaveGrit.club, Gino. Look, we have something to look forward to. This is our website, Anal Rape, Anal Rag. And look, we talked about Cody two days ago for like two hours. Did you hear it, Mersh? I couldn't shut up about Cody. It was all Cody. It's on Rumble, too. You don't have to go to HaveGrit.club to see this last stream. As a matter of fact, it's better quality on Rumble than HaveGrit.club. Don't even go to the site. Just stay on Rumble. But look at this. Oh, look, it don't even work. Gino, did I put the long, wrong link? What's going on here? I don't know what's happening. I'm worried now. Maybe it doesn't even work at all. Maybe the entire site's busted. Whoa, so many people no. are going to have grid.club right now after our amazing discussion right now. Gino, we broke the shit. I didn't even put the right link, bro. So I'll update that. Luckily, Rumble always has the right link. But Gino, havegrid.club, look, it links you to Rumble down here twice it links you to discord to be our friend and it links you to subscribe star gino the best way to support and that'll get you a red name on discord if you subscribe on subscribe star when you link your two accounts gino it gives you cred it gives you grit cred so like on discord you know we have canyon canyon has a grit flag tattooed on his arm so he has grit cred then we have jigs Jigs is King Jigs. He has two red name accounts. He has cred. So the, the color of your name, all this stuff matters, Gino. And Subscribestar is the way to get a red name. It also has our YouTube archives that were taken from us. Super Fun Wrestling Time was one of our YouTube channels, Gino, that we built up for a year and lost. Look, those videos are on here. They're tagged Super Fun Wrestling Time. Jeff Hardy's DUI tests is on there. Do you know our TWFS YouTube channel that from 10 years ago had over 170,000 subs? That got taken away, but those videos are on here. You can find those videos by searching by year, by clicking on the tags. So Subscribestar has hundreds of posts for thousands of hours for $2 a month. And there's even some Revenge of the Sis on there with me, Gino, if you can find it. So there's Subscribestar, Discord. Look, you know, I do bare-knuckle documentaries. That's on Club. Oh, my God, Gino. Long-form podcast, short videos. 
Remember we did music for a while. Is there anything we can't do, Gino? And I feel the one thing we can't do, but I'm sure we could get back to if we really tried to, is a gaming live stream. So I think that's oh. what we could get back to one more day. You're right. You know, I'm a hardcore gamer, you know. I game harder than anyone. We come on here and make fun of wrestlers for gaming, then we game twice as hard. You know I'm all about that inscription, Gino. You are playing one of the best indie games, Daniel Mullins being the crazy fucking deep meta lord that he is having these great stories within his games like inscription having this arg within the game that hopefully you do have the time to look into if you're at all very interested in like what he really created oh yeah i'm all about that you know i play chrono cross too so you know i'm big nerd you know like i'm playing monster train i'm playing undisputed boxing i'm playing gwent still i'm the last guy on gwent macabellum needs an update get that done gino I'm an RTS legend. You're right. We need to stream these more. All right, Gino. Let's take a look at this link, though. Look. No, that link looks right to me. That oh, Damn. Well, Havgrit.club better get its shit together, okay? Because this should be playing. But, Gino, that's our website. It links to our Discord. It links to our Rumble. It links to our Subscribestar. It links to this. It's all there. It's the roadmap, Gino. And I'll put this site. Against Joe Cronin's site any day of the week. Gino, it's been an emotional day. You've stayed positive. Give me your final thoughts on the day we lost Scott Demore. It was a sad day finding out that Scott Demore is gone, but I do feel that Anthem will do what's right for TNA and push the system to the moon. I'm excited for tomorrow being the amazing WrestleMania kickoff show that we get to watch and see what yeah. Cody will say, what The Rock will say, and what Roman will get to say. So we're watching that together, Gino. Mini companion on Discord tomorrow. We got to watch The Rock and Roman uh, ignore Cody's existence. It's, we know this company, Gino. We know how this ends. Also, we'll be doing a workout on Discord tomorrow, Gino. If you don't know what Discord is, look, it's this fun little app. This is dark mode, okay? So it's confusing at first. People don't know how it works. There's text and video. It's like everything in one thing. And it's like, oh, it's confusing. So on, down here, Gino, this is where we hang out on this side. We're going to look at all these people. Look at all these red names. What the fuck? There's Trey. But down here, this is where we exercise. The boxing club, Gino. Look at this. This is what we did today. Eight rounds with PJ, four rounds with Flo. 3 p.m. Pacific tomorrow, Gino. We're back at it. So that's where I'll see you guys next. And when we watch The Rock and Roman in Vegas tomorrow on Discord. Then after all that, Gino, we're back Friday for SmackDown's third hour on Rumble. Friday's always the best day of the week, huh? It's one of the best days of the week that I'm always here for. I'm excited for our big moments that we get to talk about anything but SmackDown. Because who cares what happens in that last segment on SmackDown? Exactly, Gino. We, I wish we knew last week, but still, SmackDown's never been good. We, we know better. We're not going to miss another good moment again. We missed our one. So, Gino, we've done it all. We're back Friday on Rumble after SmackDown with SmackDown's third hour. We're about to raid Jigs on Discord. Another thing that happens on here is Jigs will stream. Look, 24-hour stream. There's GOC back before we made her ugly. We're watching Fat Kevin harass GOC. I'm going to go raid that as soon as we're done. But, Gino, I'll see you on Discord. And until the day we beep. We are. We are. We are. We're the whole fucking show, Lashley's finger. Oh, my goodness. Hope the next year for everyone be even better.
It was a tough night losing Scott Demore. We get harassed and abused by this company, this business, and we just keep showing up. At one point, is it too much? Josh Alexander ain't gonna be champ again now. Moose is gonna get buried. I'm not from TV. Naked Santa. Thank you so much, Dark Lord Equitus. Thank you so much, Mersh. He said $2 twice. I missed one of them. Where's the other one? What did I miss? Better than I am. I can't find it. I'm an idiot. I just see driving the knife. Thank you, Equitus. Thank you, Charlie. They sent Rumble Rants as well. He ate me his grit and says, love you, Kevin. Love you, Kaneel. I'm going to kick Gino's head off his body. Cody will cheer and Nick Khan will put me in mania. Thank you, Franklin. Even though I was mean to you for sending a dollar and Alfie. Thank you guys so much. Kaneel messaged me on Discord. He said, you do appreciate me, right? Sometimes I can't tell if it's a bit. So I saw that notification on my phone. And then when I went to see it on desktop, it was gone. So he, he got super drunk and sad. He sent that DM. And then he thought about it and deleted it. So what a tragic day for Canyon. Bye. See you, Bill. I want bye, Kevin. Bill. See you around, Bill. Bye, bye, Bill. <laughs> Sounds like Canyon needs to send me another $200 if he doesn't feel appreciated. Thank you so much for the watching this stream. Thank you so much for the your activities. I'll send a sweet gift, Thank I you swear. Thank you so much for the talking to me. No more fools for a good ready. You can buy my love, Canley.